Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice, it was determined that the play was offside, no goal! You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame. So your sweetie finally comes to a game and you barely play. Is that more awkward than puberty, or is it pretty close? Your mitt looks like a boa constrictor unhinged its jaw in an effort to consume a combat submarine. Let's do that hockey. Uh, Welcome to episode 13 of season 11. This is the uh, this is episode number 389 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. We're zany to the max. There's baloney in our slacks. We're the original St. Louis Blues <laughs> Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. I gotta applaud that. I gotta yeah, applaud yeah. that one. That's good. You know the reference, right? Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> Only one, one of the, the best... greatest shows of oh. all time. Yeah, yeah. Not just one of the greatest cartoons. One of the best shows of all time. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy. I've never been happier to be your co-host, Kurt. <laughs> The original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockandthatidlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centerizebrewer.com. For, uh, thank you for probably sponsoring. They, they, they proudly sponsor the show, so please check them out. We'd appreciate it. Uh, also, don't forget to check out our T-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the best blues-themed T-shirts at a fair price. It is Wednesday, December 21st, and we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. To interact with the show on social media, our handle on the socials is at LGB Radio. Just do a search for us, you'll find us. And if you haven't done so already, please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, or do whatever uh, you need to do to help support the show. We greatly appreciate it. I'm Kurt Price. My co-hosts for the big show tonight are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. And on the agenda for tonight includes a discussion about the uh, Blues' recent four-game win streak, plus... The Blues' first ever loss to the Seattle Kraken. Plus, can Jordan Cairo be a 100-point player? We'll discuss that. All that and more on this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, if you've noticed, Bill, there's an empty seat where Bill should be. He should be joining us shortly. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, how are you and, doing tonight? With, with, normally, we would just pull that off, right? But we're like, we got this special Christmas decoration here, and we're like, we pull it off. Well, shit, why not, Kurt? The magic of, of television, right? Let's show people. That's what it would look like if we just let Bill's uh, camera come off. The yeah, lights our are going across our faces. Christmassy lights there set between the screen, so, yeah, it's, yep. it's fine. So, Whatever, it is what there it is. There he is, Bill. Look at that cute man. There he Woo. is. <laughs> okay. He's Does he know ready. we're on the air? <laughs> I guess not. His headphones. Uh, are no, we uh, uh, 
happy to <laughs> happy that Bill's here. He is slowly getting those headphones. I'll play by play here. Bill's messing with his uh, head, his, his cord. Still has no idea we're on the air. Here he comes. He's getting the headphones on. And can he hear us? Uh, no, I cannot. Well, too bad. We are on the air, sir. So this is uh, was fun radio. Uh, sorry, boys. You missed probably Kurt's best opener ever. Okay, you mean, I'll, you yeah. mean I'm going to have to listen to the show? Yeah, you actually uh, might have to listen to it this time. Welcome to episode 13 of season 11. This is episode number 389 all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. We're zany to the max. There's baloney in our slacks. While Bill Clinton plays the sax. (laughs) Here's the show's namey. Totally Mm -hmm. insaney. We have pay for play contracts. (laughs) Great show. Why not just play the whole song? I should. Yeah, then we'll get flagged. We'll get dinged on YouTube. No, thanks. Yep. Yeah, let's not deal with that again. Um, So before we get into it, boys, we got a comment here from Matt Harris. Uh, First of all, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, Matt, and to all of our listeners. But he says, my girlfriend is watching with me. Say hi, boys. Hi, boys. Hi, Hi, boys. Hi, hi, boys. So wait, (laughs) is your girlfriend Brad Boys? Is that what you're trying to tell us? I do believe, uh, yeah, you either misspelled boys' name wrong or... B-O-Y-E-S. Or that's her name. Her name is just Boys. Could be. Anyway. Everybody's going to get the full beer experience tonight, too. Uh, <laughs> how well, how you feeling, Bill? You, uh, yeah. You just, Bill, uh, how to... So Bill has joined the COVID club. Yes. Yes. Welcome. Um, Did you get your membership card, card yet? He is now a card-carrying member. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So so I, yeah, I previously tested positive after a gala at Kurt's house last year, um, but it, I never got sick. It was like I had a headache for about three hours. That's right. And, that's right. And, yeah. uh, you know, but it, it wasn't anything bad. And uh, this time um, I got uh, <clears throat> I got the full experience, um, not, you know, short of ventilator because, wow. you know, I'm smart and I got right. vaccinated and all that. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it, saved, lost, it, may have, it may have saved your life, Bill. It may have. I mean, I during the during the summer of covid, I was out of coming with a non covid chest infection that everybody swore had to be COVID, but I tested positive or tested negative five times during that time frame. So, well, and that's the crazy thing about your chest infection was that it actually gave you massive pecs. Like you were a very built man in that period. Only time in my life. I've heard that you're, you're much more susceptible to having some serious side effects from COVID. If the COVID virus enters through the pee hole. That's what I've heard. Oh, is that true? <laughs> That's what I have heard. Well, you don't want that. No. Um, uh, I mean, guaranteed I a, to I, have happened at some point by now. Exactly. Uh, that's why you got you got to close that bad boy up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wear a condom always. It's the Bill Cosby rule: wear a condom. Yep. Always. Um. You so, I, I, so officially, you've had COVID twice now. Uh, you actually uh, equal me officially, but you know, I didn't. Yeah. I got mine at a party, not voting the first time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so that was, I, I was doing something still, selfish. You were doing something selfless. And... I still say that if I would have, if I ever see that guy out again, cause I know exactly what it looks like. 
those don't remember the story. I got COVID literally because I was voting. I went to vote, and the guy in front of me was coughing and hacking, and all he talked about was how COVID wasn't real. And I'm sitting here like, dude, you literally probably have COVID. Like, you're sitting here coughing, complaining about having to wear a mask inside. Four days later, I test positive for COVID. And I'm mm. like, you son of a bitch. You so if I ever see that guy pig. out again, he's going to hear it from me. Mm-hmm. I think you should punch him in the eye. So Might have so to. Ponders had it twice. Bill's had it twice. So I wonder if the listeners uh, have a guess on the over-under for the total number of COVID cases on this show. <clears throat> well, did, have two, you had it? To date? Well, if or... I get it. Had it, they would know. in the future <laughs> well i that's know the, if you i know i know if you've had it so uh okay that's the game well over and, under is four i guess it, right well no it wouldn't be under four because it's definitely four okay well over under a <laughs> five how about that i'll take the at four <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i'll take as well uh yeah, see, I, I have not had it not talk yeah. about covid too much did you guys like my ugly sweater that I'm wearing tonight. That's, That's pretty ugly. Ugly yeah. sweater. It's Might be the ugliest sweater. Speaking of yeah. which, my daughter. Uh, my daughter is, yeah, yeah, the red one. Yeah. yeah. The red one is worse. I'll give you that. My daughter was in a chorus uh, at school in a class, and she's and, a, and a, some teacher walked in with a Blackhawks jersey on. Ooh. And, uh, and so, and this was recently. And so uh, the one of the kids in the class, as they were leaving, said i like your shirt or i like your jersey and then zoe turned to them and said it's ugly sweater day <laughs> oh beautiful <laughs> i knew i liked that zoe yeah yeah had a lot She's... of fun for uh to kind of uh i guess spring us into the next conversation she was at the christmas party at cardinal nation that we uh talked about last week yeah. had a good time with her it seemed like she had a really good time uh celebrating the the season and Doing a little, she enjoyed. She joined you for some blues trivia out in the audience. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she had to carry the prizes. <laughs> right. I had a microphone. I had the 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 the, the sheet of questions, and then uh, she carried the prizes out. So that was yeah. And a a table a table of forty two or forty six, whatever it was, from Minnesota, was uh, in the house, and uh, they they won uh, a couple prizes. It's funny because I went to the kid, and he must have been I don't know, it could have been like sixteen years old, something like that. And I see. I said, uh, "Where are you from?" And he goes, "Minnesota." I'm like, "Oh, is this the big Minnesota table of of uh, 200?" And he goes, "Yeah." And uh, I said, "You a Blues fan?" And he goes, "Yes." <laughs> I said, "You're a liar. <laughs> you are yep. not a Blues fan." Yep. And it, it's it's really funny because you know my wife she did all the traveling. They were they were traveling apparently for a soccer tournament, and my wife did all the traveling for soccer all the time and. Uh, she said, you know, similar thing had happened to her before where they basically probably were like, oh, we're going to St. Louis on December, whatever that Friday night, let's book it. You know, one of their nicer area, downtown restaurants, probably fully not realizing this was going to be their Christmas party. So they're all there. There's, I mean, literally there was, it was like 44, 45 people were there from Minnesota. It's a huge table. 44. And so, like she said, same thing happened to her when she was a kid. Like they were at some, they ended up going to some Halloween party in like Arkansas, had no idea. They all show up in their soccer gear. So, yeah, I'm sure it was a little weird for them, but seemed like they all had a pretty good time. Uh, they really enjoyed the the 
the trivia, the, uh, the, you know, obviously Joe puts on a good show. So a lot of fun. I was, imagine I, that did, would have been a blues. If that would have been a blues and wild game, that would have been a lot more fun. Yes. Oh my gosh. What, what, what did we end up doing? Like what? Three questions. Did you do two? Uh, I did two. You did, I did one. one or two, right? I did one. one. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, afterwards I was thinking, I, I, I'm a I'm a trivia guy. I love trivia, and yes. being a blues fan, blues trivia is amazing. If I was if I were in a bar and they said, "All right, we're doing blues trivia," I would get so giddy. It'd be just so oh fun. my god, right? Yeah, I think we all would, all three of <laughs> yeah, us, right? Right? Like we would steamroll. It's like, right. hey, I hope Stephen uh, Ground from Two Guys One Cup is listening because we did hockey trivia that one time uh, at Sunrise Brewery. I'm sure he wants of to hear course. about that. And they were they were beating us. And yeah. the last yeah, the whole, round the was hot was hockey history. Yeah. And I remember Bill and I just looking at each other. We're going, Oh, here we go. This is and, our wheelhouse. Yep. And we fucking I mean we went ten for ten. We ended up winning by like two points because yeah, I think they, they went like, like four of ten. They got like five or yeah, something like that. They it, they <clears> they did real well all evening, right? Um obviously, you know, they know their stuff. But uh, but the history part, I was like, ooh, that's yeah, that was the minute that popped for up, the, we're all like, for the young, oh yeah, for the younger crowd, right? Because they're they're yeah. they're on the younger side, yeah, um, yeah, that's young, the, the, yeah, they're I don't know, they're Ponder's age, but no, they're they're, maybe, they're maybe they're a little bit 20s. younger, they're mid twenties, right? Aren't they late twenties? Yeah, mid yeah. mid to late twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, okay. Bill, I know I know for you it's hard to believe, but I am considered a little older now. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. So some might say Both y'all. on, on the subject of trivia, <laughs> some might say that was the Monday night miracle of trivia night. <laughs> Great comeback. Great it, it comeback. Was, it, it was, was it was, an, it, it was a historic and I'd say it's an historic comeback. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did end up winning by, it wasn't just one. We won by like two or three, two but or three. we were trailing yeah. by a couple going into the last round. So that was. And it, and it was funny because we knew them too, so that was that was fun. Yeah. Yep. No, that, that was uh, it. Was so much fun to rub that in their faces. Yeah. <laughs> and we brought it up. I don't know, probably fifty times since then on the show at oh, various yeah. points. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I want to say that uh, he was on the show as a guest or something one time. We brought it up. Oh, I'm pretty sure we brought it up in the very open of the show. <laughs> We've got. I think we introduced him. We said something like "loser of blues trivia," Stephen Ground. <laughs> yeah, um, that was. They need to. I mean, there needs to be Amy more. Amy points of that. out. Yeah, Amy points out that we were <laughs> yeah. just lucky enough to have her on our team. That day. right? Did 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 Amy? Did you answer a single question? <laughs> I think at one point she looked at me and said. Uh, like Bernie Federico for a question. And I was like, that's a great guess, but no, that's incorrect. <laughs> Bless her heart. She tries so hard. I think the question was who scored the winning goal or no, who assisted on the winning goal in, uh, no, I don't remember what it was, but it was something because about that, the Monday night miracle. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did assist on the, the Yeah. Goal. It was the winning goal. It was something maybe who scored the game tire is what it was. Pazlowski. Pazlowski, yeah, and they're going crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and she looked at me and said, Was it Federico? I'm like, that is a great guess, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Federico's always a good guess in uh, the uh, you know, 80s blues, blues trivia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. he holds like so many records for the blues in the 80s. It's just, you can't. I mean, 
It's like it's like it's like if somebody that doesn't know hockey that well gets a hockey question uh, about a scoring record and they guess they guess Gretzky because that's what you do, right? You guess Gretzky. Yep. Um, no, that's so. I think I've told this story before, but real quick. So when I used to work in Dallas, I worked with a huge basketball crowd. They all loved the NBA, and my answer to everything was always Luke Longley. We would always do. NBA trivia. And I would say Luke Longley because the question would always be something like what player played on a team that did this. And for those who don't know, Luke Longley was a center for Chicago Blackhawks or Blackhawks Chicago <laughs> Bulls. Yeah. And um, was just a big towering dude. was great at rebounds, really didn't contribute a whole lot in, in comparison to, you know, Jordan Pippen, Rodman, Ku coach, those kind of guys. But I was always my answer. Jordan Pippen Robin, and you go to Ku Coach. <laughs> Ku Coach did a good job for that team. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, well, who do you? Who would you've gone to as the fourth <clears throat> on that team? Derek uh, Grant, Horace Grant, Horace uh, Grant, not Derek. Horace Grant. Grant's Horace a good Grant. one. Um, yeah. uh, Steve uh, Kerr, uh, Steve Cartwright. Kerr, Steve Kerr, Cartwright. Yeah. Um, Cartwright was a weird guy. Well, anyway, that, that, anyway, so, I, I, so I'm talking about like I like I know basketball. I right, I didn't right. know I I, I and, followed. And so, I actually did follow basketball in that in that time period though. That was there the was time. And, and I did too because yeah. I was a Bulls fan. I, uh, yeah, I, was, I was a I was, huge yeah. Jordan guy. Um, really loved Pippen too. But anyway, I so there was one time where they actually asked the question. The answer was Luke Longley, okay. who was a <laughs> who was a part of like four championship teams and pulled this many rebounds. And it was the one time I was like, oh, I don't know, Horace Grant. And they're like all pointing at me like, ponder, say it. And I'm like, say what? They're like, you answer this guy for a year for every question, and you're not saying his name now? And I'm like, oh, Luke Longley? Yes! (laughs) And they gave me, when I left that job, they gave me a Luke Longley jersey. So I actually have one. That is awesome. (laughs) Kind of wear that in the summer series. Yeah, you know what? Maybe over the summer I will. If I talk to like, especially like a Blackhawks guy, yeah, that could be fun. Show off the guns, the pea shooters. <laughs> That's the second time in the show I've used the word pea. Yes. <laughs> Different meetings. Yeah, right. You're a linguist. Uh huh. I'm, I'm a cunning linguist. Uh, the official beers of episode number three hundred and eighty-nine. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle's at CPrice12. Jeff says JPonder94. Bill's is Billy Blue Note 33. Uh, Bill, I think you should have two beers this evening because uh, last show you were not here and I, I kind of freaked out. It was like a ho- I'm like a horse on a trail I walk every day and something is different. And I didn't know what to do. Uh, I, I, you know, you go first and Jeff went first last time and it was like strange to me. So I don't know what to do with my hands. Right, exactly. <laughs> I I will I will try to do that. I, I have plenty <laughs> plenty of beer stocked up at this moment um, for the you know coming week. When's the last so, time you have had did not have plenty of beer stocked up? Let's be honest. Uh, Were you living at home uh, with your parents? <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean stocked and ready to go. There okay. there were a couple times this summer that I got you know I was like oh I forgot to put something in the fridge. But okay, all right, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. But yeah. You didn't have one in the chamber. Did not have one in the chamber. <laughs> Which yeah, maybe my the name of my memoir. But <laughs> so 
My, uh, I decided tonight that I was in a maple mood. Ah. So that's the name of my grunge band, Maple Mood. Yeah. Maple mood. So I am having a maple mood from Boulevard. <clears throat> uh, it's an imperial barrel aged imperial stout aged on maple syrup or syrup if you're a weird person. So, I, yeah. Who said I say syrup? I say syrup. 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 Yeah. I think I say syrup. Oh my god, I it's say syrup. syrup. So Ooh. it's not S U R, it's S Y. You're right. I should syrup. what is wrong with me? All right, you I'm say go creek myself, you say creek back. or crick? <laughs> I say creek. Okay. Crick done rose. Crick. Wash or wash. 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 There's no R. There's no R. Uh, <laughs> my dad's wash. family said wash, and it was wash. so weird. Oh, and I know. That is a it's almost That's like a very St. Louis thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever you ever hear somebody call soda sody? Mm-hmm. Yes, my, my grandma my grandma used to call uh, soda sody all the time. You want a sody? You want a sody? And it's a there's a very small portion of this country, and it is it is this portion of this country, and it, and the people some people do say sody. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. My, I, and I hear I hear mm-hmm. sody pop. One of my friends actually does say sody pop. pop. Sody yeah. pop. Yep. Yeah, no. Back back in the day at uh, the old barn, there there was a vendor um, who uh, would go around, you know, after the Blues would score a goal, take the lead. Anybody want a sodi? We win in. He Love he uh, he also Always worked at the. Him he also worked at Bush, Bush Stadium. Stadium. Yep. He had, same thing. He had a good stick. It, it yeah. well. Anybody want a sodi? We're winning. <laughs> you guys remember the uh, the opera singer? At least the operatic singer. He would he would go Bud Light like oh, he would yeah. he would belt it like an opera uh, singer and I used no. to love that guy he did a uh, huh. Bush and Keel didn't uh, don't recall him yeah he was what great. was the name of, what was the name of the uh, trumpet player that came down from Quebec to play the Blues games uh, W C Handy no he played in this he'd walk down the steps and he play at the arena oh the um, the trumpeter uh, yeah that was, trumpeter that was Claude. He uh, yeah he, he got a start in uh, Quebec yes. City yes and uh, yeah did Quebec City did Montreal and the Blues brought him here and yeah yeah that was awesome yeah. love it was great he was fun uh me Jeff yes it's me <laughs> I was like do we do you uh, no, it's a me a Jeff yo it's a me uh, <laughs> so yeah so I've got <laughs> I've got I've I've already had a couple beers tonight wife's uh can't tell Christmas vacation uh, oh you, couldn't you you couldn't tell shut up. <laughs> I literally just said I couldn't tell. Oh, you couldn't tell. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm being, wasting. I was being truthful. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I've, no, I was being I'm sarcastic. Had, I was being I've sarcastic. had two or three, but uh, no, I. Uh, so I started off to the uh, earlier tonight. Well, with the show with a citywide, uh, which is one of my favorite pale ales from Four Hands. But uh, right now, I have moved to the uh, Boulevard Nutcracker, uh, which mm, is a, one of my favorite nice. Christmas beers. Very good one. Uh, winter. Well, it's actually called a winter warmer ale. Um, yeah. doesn't have a tail on it, but it's it's good. It's a very good beer. If you've never had it, um, I know Schnooks has them. Just a good, good wintry Christmas type beer. Gonna taste good drinking the rest of that six pack tomorrow when it starts snowing. Oh yeah, winter warmer. That my second beer tonight will be a uh, Breckenridge uh, Christmas ale, which is a another lovely Christmas winter warmer beer. There you go. I love that that pre intro. Another lovely winter warmer. It just sounded so nice. Uh, the my beer this evening is okay. So uh, 
I stop. <laughs> oh, I know what that was. Um, my, you got to play it. You got to play it. You're talking. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Ha! <laughs> we got him to do it while he was talking, Bill. Just we barely. Did. We Just did. barely. <laughs> you did. Um, it's hard I to did. talk and like do a bunch of stuff at one time. So <laughs> this this is where producer Austin would come in handy. Can't talk and chew, chew gum at the same time. No, I really can't. Or walk. It, yeah. it, watching me chew chew gum, walk, and trying to pat my head and rub my stomach at the same time. Yeah. That's that's this it's it's like it's like watching a cat wear socks and walk. It, it's just ridiculous. Kitten um, mittens. mittens. Kitten mittens. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. Are you tired of your cats making too much noise all the time? <laughs> you think about it you're like cats don't make any noise. <laughs> we have made some really good references so far in the show. I'm excited to see how many more we can make. <laughs> uh, so I just found out today that I am actually um, on Christmas break until I don't go back into the office until January 9th. Jesus. So yeah, because of the, uh, the weather inclement weather warning work is closed tomorrow. Oh, so the weather outside is weather. and I was already off on Friday. So boom, done. Um, so I, I'm going to, I started, I decided to go with the weirdest beer that I have. And that would be from four hands is the fruity flakes milk stout. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fruity Flakes Milk Stout. Uh, milk Stout with fruit and citrus. It's a play on the uh, Cocoa Pebbles. Uh, uh, fruity Pebbles. I'm sorry. Yeah. Fruity Pebbles. You're right, correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, I When you said you were going to go with the weirdest beer you have, I thought you were going to just be funny and be like, and uh, Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> well, Orange. That would be funny. That would be a, a womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I had I had the Fruity Flakes uh, Monday night. I I picked up uh the nine pack oddest, oddest yes. variety pack of beer I've ever bought. But yeah, picked, me too. Yeah. Amy yeah. picked it up for me and I, I have the same pack. Yeah. I, I had yeah, the fruity uh the fruity flakes and um I know you say you pair it with uh with gummy bears. <laughs> I did, I, I did. It was not bad. Yeah, so I took that and I paired it with uh, with Barry Skittles, and it worked. Okay. Oh, it that worked. that sounds good. So I, uh, yeah, and this is not what you expect. Uh, fruity flakes beer to Ooh, look like. No, it's it, that it looks is like a, dark. It looks like a milk stout. Yeah, it looks yeah, like it a does. Stout. And it's it, I, when it's I poured it, I was expecting it to be like pink. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> or, you know, like the the color of the milk in the fruity flakes cereal bowl. Right, Cocoa yeah, yeah. You expect like a like a at least like a light like golden ale type nope. color. Well, it is a stout. Yeah, right. so I mean, right, but still, you expect a lighter color there. That that is you, weird. you just well, especially since the 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 label, which I do enjoy quite a bit. That's a good label. Yeah, uh, the, the whole series has great. Oh, labels. yeah, yeah, and the, and you know, the first time I had it, I didn't like it, <clears throat> and uh, like I said, I had to I had to pair it with gummy bears to make it kind of taste better. But tonight, just by itself, I hadn't had a. I think that night I had a previous beer first, maybe I don't know, but uh, which kind of throws off the flavor to your second beer all the time. Mm-hmm. But this one, this tonight, I actually like it. It's a. I, it's weird. I like this one. So I didn't yeah. like it the first time. I do like it this time. It's good stuff. I had. Uh, I did the um, um, the uh, cocoa bites, the Count yes. chocula. Yeah. And I decided that Monday, Monday morning. When I get up and binge Letter Kenny, I'm going to 
drink one of those and eat a bowl of Count Chocula. Because we have we have uh, an unopened box of Count Chocula. So I have that, Count Chocula as well. That's and and I also have chocolate Lucky Charms, which is pretty good. Same thing, pretty much. Pretty much. Speaking of yeah. waking and drinking, I had a uh, a citywide uh, the day um, that uh, the U- the last U.S. FIFA game and uh, or World Cup game, and that was amazing. I don't I back in the day. I don't know how you guys feel, but like back in the day when I didn't have kids, and I had and I had what we call freedom, <laughs> which I know freedom is like. I don't know how you feel. It's not a thing anymore. It's just another word for nothing left to lose. Right. <laughs> When I had freedom and I could do shit like this, I used to love day drinking. So, like, waking up, you know, 8 a.m., watching the game at 9, cracking open a citywide, that was amazing. I loved it. You know what's fun? I've done this a few times, is that you talk about day drinking. Um, A couple times I've done, like, an early run, like a 5K or a a 10K or a 5-mile run, whatever. Like a St. Patrick's Day thing in St. Louis. And then, so we did that. Like, Amy and I did that. And then we went to a friend of hers' house. Um, our apartment down in Soulard or wherever he was. I don't know. But we, we go up there and he's, he's got like a big breakfast layout. It's just oh, fucking awesome. And uh, and just tons of beer. And so it's like 11 o'clock and just you're just drinking all day. And there's a bunch of people there. Um, and it's just kind of fun. It's like a it's like a Saturday and there's nothing going on. And you're like, oh, there's a there's a there's a hockey game coming on later or something or. I don't know a football game. It was, it was it's a good time. Yeah. Those are especially the after like a, after you like run five miles and then just oh, have yeah. a few beers. Yeah. You're like you've accomplished what you need to accomplish for the day. <laughs> right. You are gonna you get to be a glutton for a while. Yes, that is and literally eat. literally why I do the turkey trot every <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> that is because literally why I, I run every morning so I can drink. Every no, night. that that is I, literally I wake up, I do the turkey trot. And I like stretch my arms after I'm done, and I'm like, now I just get to go eat and watch football the rest of the day. Like it's such a good feeling. It really is. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we're okay. So we'll get into the uh, Seattle Kraken snapping the Blues four game win streak uh, after this important message from ID Life. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinthatidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. All right. Uh, a few comments in the in the chat. Uh, the Meeker says, uh, Charlie, it's always sunny. Great show. Fantastic show. 
Who hasn't? I mean, there there are a lot of people out there who have not seen this show. It's the longest running show sitcom in history. Uh, cable sitcom. Cable right? sitcom. Is it cable yeah, sitcom? Of Simpsons. Simpsons is still. Oh, on, you're right. So. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, Brian Roberts says, Lucky Charms is the most overrated cereal. It's Cheerios with packing peanuts. <laughs> packing no. peanuts. <laughs> you know, they, they sell the marshmallows separately. Take my bags of them. And, packing uh, peanuts, you mean? The packing peanuts? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, uh, the I think the marshmallows are pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. What? Uh, we haven't heard from Matt mm. Harris in a while. Matt Harris, what does your girlfriend think? Yeah. <laughs> what does boys think? Boys, good old boys. What do boys think? <laughs> and uh, Joe Bray's videos. It's just a funny. I'm just. Saying. Uh, what are you that, running from? That, actually, that's my favorite porn site. Is Joe Bray's ah, videos. <laughs> Somebody go buy that domain all right now. Joe I'm sure Bray, it's available. All, I am all. I guarantee all Joe you, Bray all the time. I guarantee you that that URL is available. I might buy it and have it redirect to our site. <laughs> <laughs> JoeBraceVideos.com. When we start with like we promote the show, be like, go to instead of saying let's go go to let's go bluesradio.com slash radio, go to JoeBraceVideos.com. <laughs> We're trying to drive traffic through other channels right now. <laughs> you can also go to DarrenKimball.com, just so you all know. Oh, that's right. Uh, that is still a thing. <laughs> I will keep that forever. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, that is oh, and with with the history between this show and Darren Kimball. <laughs> What's he doing now? Where's he at? Oh, uh, oh, oh uh, okay. Well, now, now, who made the porn joke? Because Joe Bray's Joe is a seven year old, so <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's that's way to go, Jeff. Way way to way to screw things up for everybody. I hear I hear you guys are going to replace me with Darren Kimball, so I'm out of here. (laughs) It's been fun. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so Chris Bray is his dad. So who is typing at us? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say that's uh, Mr. Chris Bray. Chris Bray's been on the show. He he was in trivia. He's commented on the show before. He's uh, all right. All right. Sorry, Chris. Let's just say we'll do ChrisBraysVideos.com. Yeah, you can't. Now, no, can't. now you're on a list. You're, you're. You've ruined my Christmas, Chris. You're, Just you're on know. a watch list now. You, you, yeah. Now you I'm, now I'm probably, being investigated by the FBI over Christmas. Thank you. You probably can't fly either right now. So, uh, oh, I already knew that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've been on that list a while. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, it's uh, frowned upon to masturbate on an airplane. Uh, frowned upon, but not illegal. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yes, it is. Well, actually, sure it's in, the, in the bathroom? No, no, in the bathroom. <laughs> the In the bathroom on the airplane, not illegal, I'm pretty sure. Just don't pretty smoke. Sure. Pretty or sure. Try, or, you know, yeah, don't smoke. cause the smoke detector not to work. Right. Well, the way Ponder masturbates, he would cause the smoke detector to go off. Wait, wait a minute. So you're admitting you've seen me masturbate. I've heard stories. I've been in the bathroom at uh, McGurk's. I know what's written on the wall. I mean, no, I've made the mistake of keeping my camera uh, on here. But, you know, I I feel like I've been a little more private than that. (laughs) Uh, And since Chris Bray is in the the chat, um, congrats on uh, early start to the. uh, Not Joe. Right. Well, you said it was Chris. Oh, Uh, he did. did. Okay. Yeah. 
So congratulations uh, to you, Chris, on an early start to the uh, holiday break. Yay! Yay! Um, It makes doing this show a little better because I don't have to get up in the morning (laughs) tomorrow. True. So you can all expect the show to be edited and ready to go by 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Kurt will be getting up at 3. I'll be up. No, I'll be up at 3. I'll be up at 3 and just, you know, watching Fast and the Furious 5 or something. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I just ran a movie in my head. Because I just told you, I started my Christmas break on Monday by watching Con Air. Yeah. So I really didn't laugh. Connor is one of those bad good movies, right? It's a it's a bad yeah. movie, but you like it. It's like Small Wonder, the TV show. It's a what? What couldn't you just put the money back in the box? <laughs> well, Viva this lost. <laughs> this and uh, yeah, this show has took a turn. It's all Joe's fault. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> show praise videos. This show gets edited? Question mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Surprisingly, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, uh, Chris has not listened to the uh, podcast version of this show. It's actually a which, whole different show. Yeah, it's like heavily. It's like different people. Yeah. It's not yeah. even us. <laughs> yeah. Is it old movie clips. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> Our favorite TV shows, like Bits and Pieces. <laughs> uh, the Wonder Years, which... We've avoided lawsuits for quite some time because of the music. Mm-hmm. Um, WKRP, too. Anyway, okay. This show has taken a turn. Uh, the four-game win streak um, is a thing of the past. But with uh, points in uh, six of the last seven games, uh, the Blues were 5-1-1 one, and one, coming into the game versus Seattle on Tuesday night. And they had won four straight over Nashville, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. Vancouver! Vancouver! In those four games, the Blues were. Got some stats for you, if you're a stats person. None of those fancy, smancy. So you got stats for us. Stats. All you have to say is Jordan Bennington is terrible. <laughs> yeah, that just <laughs> it, it, that's all-encompassing of all the stats. <laughs> yes. They need to make a separate stat category for Jordan Bennington because I don't think they figure him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in those four games against Nashville, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver, uh, the Blues were. Uh, fourth in the NHL in goals against over this very small sample size, but uh, there was sixth in the league. So fourth, in, oh, I'm sorry, fourth in the NHL in goals against six goals against, tenth in goals four per game, three point five, and third in goals against per game, one point five. Their power play percentage was twenty five percent, which was fifteenth. It's not a very notable uh, thing, uh, typically, but it is notable considering their power play or their I'm sorry, their penalty kill. I'll get to that. Their power play is 25%, which is, yeah, 25% is fine. You know, that's, that's all right. It should be better with this team. But they had 12 power plays and scored on three, three times. Their penalty kill, this is what I was getting at. Their penalty kill, 87.5%, which was seventh. Which So a dramatic improvement over these four games. Small sample size again, but still. Uh, and they took 16 penalties, allowed only two goals. Uh, and So they're on, the, they're on the PK a lot, 16 times in four games. Uh, tied for the fifth most times shorthanded over that span. They also had a and, shorthanded. And... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say in terms of the penalty kill before we get into the shorthanded goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, to me, one of the big things that I've noticed when they're bad and when they're not playing well is there's no rotation. There's no movement. It's like they lose the face off of the offensive zone and everybody stays stagnant until there's a goal scored. We are seeing this team rotate. 
guys are getting in front of shots. They're diving down, blocking shots. You know, maybe the puck's on someone's stick and they get a shot and it's blocked and then it's cleared to the corner. There's there's a lot more movement. We're seeing this team be able to kind of play the way that a penalty kill should on a top tier team. And uh, again, it's it like you said, Kurt, very short sample size, but seeing what they can do, it makes it a little more annoying when you watch them play bad games because you know they can do it and they well, understand the system. But man, when they're bad, they're off. But when they're on, I mean, even even though we still complain about that penalty kill, I'm sorry, uh, the defense, the PK is pretty good. They just need to keep it up in all the games. Well, the, I mean, the the PK had been terrible <laughs> up until right. recently, right? Um, and and this is a small sample size, but we'll get to in a second a much larger sample size mm-hmm. uh, that is interesting. Um, so uh, they also had a shorthanded goal mixed in there too, uh, wind killing penalties, and so they didn't allow a shorthand. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, there were a net plus two on special teams. Yeah, so uh, they hadn't allowed a shorthanded goal. Right. They hadn't so allowed which one, means right. they were a plus two because they had scored shorthanded goals. Yes, correct. Uh, five on five play, they had scored 10 goals, tied for third in the NHL, and only allowed four goals. Uh, let's see. And only allowed four goals, uh, five on five in those four games, uh, tied for, uh, which is tied for third best in the NHL. The Blues scored uh, the first in, in a game, three of the four games. Bennington led the NHL with a 9.53 save percentage and was third in the NHL with a 1.29 GAA, but was first of all goalies with three or more starts in that date range. Still, so terrible stats. Terrible. terrible. <clears throat> stats terrible. tell you he's terrible. Um, well, and, faced... and, 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 and sorry, with Bennington, the, uh, what game was that where he made those three ridiculous saves in a row? Was that Edmonton? Um, I want to say it was Edmonton. Where it was, the shot came in, he made Calgary? the save, another shot came in, hit him again. I want to say it was Edmonton, because he didn't play Calgary. Uh, that was, uh, that was, oh my God, I almost said that was Reinhard Divas. Uh, Thomas Grice He played, what I meant to say. No, he played against Calgary. He played back-to-back. Yeah, it was the first time he went back-to-back, and he yeah. was very, very strong. Come on, Jeff. He did not play against Calgary. He didn't play against uh, Seattle. Last night in back to back, he played against Calgary and Edmonton back to back. He did. Are you sh- are you shitting me? Why <laughs> you want am a better be- this? Do you correctly? want a better beer? I think I owe you a beer for something. You want to like cancel uh, it out? You probably owe me multiple <laughs> beers, but that's okay. You look um, this up. We talked about it on the show. Is his first time back to back? I thought that was Colorado and Nashville. Hmm? Okay, no, keep going. The, the last four games we played, in this four-game streak, uh, it was Nashville, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Bennington Thomas Grice played in that game. I just looked it up. No, Nashville, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Bennington played in all of them. I'm talking about Calgary. Yeah. He did not play against Calgary. I'm looking at it right now. He did not play against Calgary. The what game that of? we Am were in. Am I thinking in, of Nashville and Colorado? Yes, that's what you're thinking of. Oh. So I was right. So fuck both <laughs> you, you fucking idiots. You are right. You run okay. a fucking blue show. You don't know who fucking played. <sighs> no, I, feel I uh, no, it was Edmonton. It was definitely Edmonton that he okay. made those those three saves. He he uh, yeah, he made a, a quick save early and he was screened on it. 
Then he made another save. Then he made a fucking yep. desperation diving across. Just, I hope the it hits me in the fucking body somewhere. And it did. And I mean, he played great. He was phenomenal in that game. And he played really well against uh, Vancouver as well. I, I don't think he had, and, and this is probably a whole conversation here if you guys want to have it. He played well against Vancouver. I don't think he had to play that well to where I would have played him against Seattle. That, and that's the question I had coming up here was the Vancouver-Seattle back-to-back. I start Grice against Vancouver. And I plays, I mean, the, the, the Seattle's playing better. Even though they yeah. recently they you know had lost a few, but um... well, the problem with that, Kurt, is that Thomas Grice played against Calgary, like you guys forgot, and uh, right. then he plays against Vancouver. That means Bennington loses his starting job because that was two right. games in a row. <laughs> right, and and I'm sure Craig Berube's rationale there was, I'm not going to get asked that fucking question. Somebody's going <laughs> to yeah. ask me if if Benning lost his starting job because Grice gets two in a row. No, I think strategically that's the right way to go, right? Is is that um, Benner gets to start against the better team, right? Vancouver yeah. is is has you know just had a terrible start, figured it out for a little bit, but now they we suck again. Um, <laughs> we suck again. Yeah, they're they're just yeah they're they're not going well. So yeah, it probably would have been better to have Benner in there last night. But uh, I don't know. I I, I didn't uh, I didn't think Grace had a great game, but I also thought the Blues were just flat. Yeah, they were. They were very flat. Now <clears throat> I thought that last goal especially was really bad. On not the obviously not the empty net goal, but the uh, the fourth goal that uh, went off his leg pad as he wrapped it around. We're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves that was a little bit. Pretty. I'm sorry. We're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, Kurt breaks down the <laughs> um, entire game. Well, no. I, well, I wanted to. I wanted to mention too uh, the the stats since November 10th. While we're still talking okay. about the All right, just because I'll, JR brought I'll it up. My thought. The prelude. Yeah, I, I don't want to get. To, I don't care about going off on the tangents at all. But I, I didn't want to like forget this part. That uh, is what this show is based on. Is going off. No. Yeah. Tangents. Do whatever the fuck. Who cares? You know. It's like it's a barroom conversation. Uh, but this, I did want to mention this cause Jr. shared this earlier today or yesterday, I guess before, uh, yeah, this was before the Seattle game, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, since November 10th, uh, which was the, the, the first game that they won after when they broke the eight game losing streak. So after uh, the, since the eight game losing streak ended, uh, it's been 21 games. So it's not like a small sample size, not like four games, that's eight games. It's 21 games. That's a fourth of the season over fourth of the season. Um, our point percentage is 643, which is 10th in the NHL. Our goals per game, 3.52, 6th in the NHL. So that's over the, that's over a quarter of the season. The numbers are, uh, I think those numbers are much more in line with where we thought the blues might be this season. Um, you know, 10th overall in the NHL, um, sixth in goals scored. That sounds more like uh, around where we thought this team might be. Um, now that eight game losing streak, you know, has thrown a wrench into the works, and they're they got to make up some ground. But I thought that was interesting. Uh, it's not a short, a small sample size. It's twenty one games, and the team over that last twenty one games has played pretty well, um, point percentage wise, as far as accumulating points and scoring goals is concerned. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, the eight game losing streak really 
I mean, we're going to look at that after 82 games and just say, holy shit. Imagine if that team had won 500 at that point. Because, you know, how, you know, when the season's over, how close are those standings? Uh, right in the Western Conference. If we so just get like, seven points, if they, three wins yeah, and, a, get and seven, an overtime loss, even my God. something like that, yeah, or eight, eight out of the sixteen possible points. You know, you say they're possibly they could be battling for at least first in the Central. Well, you know, I mean that that was killer, and it, and it and it has skewed everything this season. You know, with because it wasn't it also wasn't just they were losing; it was they were losing bad. They so were. when you look at like goals against per game, or you look at <clears throat> even like shots against per game, I mean that oh god, those numbers are so amplified because of the eight game losing streak. They had there were a couple games in the eight game losing streak where they played, they played well. Uh, one was against Edmonton and they lost it, but really good that was game. the one that started it, right? Uh, I'm no, not sure. Winnipeg the, started it. Winnipeg started. Yeah, yeah. Winnipeg. That's that was right. a bad one. That was a bad game. Yeah, four um, nothing, something like that. Um, but but yeah, but but the games they did lose, they were terrible. They were mm-hmm. awful, and that was part of the reason why a lot of people were so down on the team. It wasn't that they were losing games, uh, and a lot of games is that they were losing them. The way they were losing was awful. I mean, it was the goals. The defense was non-existent. You know, so mm. many backdoor tap-ins. What are you guys looking at? What are you doing? Are you covering anybody? Right? Mm. Um, there were so many. Um, and I felt bad for the goaltending. The goaltending's numbers are taking a huge hit. Um, yep. And no stat in the world apparently can save, can, can identify good goaltending on a terrible defensive team, mm. um, which we saw. So, yeah. um, and that was, and that's going to, and that, like you said, Jeff, that'll be interesting to see at the end of the season see where they are and to think, gosh, if we had had seven, eight, nine more points, just, just 500 ish, you know, in that span, what would they be? Yeah. Uh, um, it, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate because um, this team is starting to play well. I think not even just this four game winning streak before the loss to Seattle. And honestly, even including the loss to Seattle, um, which we'll get to, uh, I, have not hated this defense. Like I, I still don't like it and I'd still like to see a shakeup no matter what, but I'm saying <clears throat> overall, their play has been fine. I think they've overall since, since that eight game losing streak. Yeah. Since there. there's, okay. there's been, there's been some rough games here and there still. And, and Bennington or Grice have had to come up with some huge saves, but overall they've been okay. Uh, about where they were last season, where it was, they're still not great. They're still not great defensively, but they're they're doing their job in terms of being good puck carriers, getting the puck out of the zone, getting it to the offense, and then helping contribute offensively when they can, stepping in when they can, not allowing a lot of crazy two-on-ones or breakaways. Now, they did allow a couple two-on-ones in a row last night that were very annoying. But um, other than that, and of course the breakaway on the, <laughs> the empty net, which we'll get to, yeah. um, but I mean... Overall, I think they've been okay defensively. And for me to say that, I am a big stickler on playing great defense. And, and honestly, I am a uh, the believe in the moniker of uh, defense wins championships, even in today's NHL. So for me to say that, that that's saying a lot. So the uh, the five to two loss to the Seattle Kraken, 
which happened on Tuesday night. Grice does get the start for this game. Um, did did this? Oh, we just talked about this uh, already about uh, surprising some people as far as like the the Bennington so, and Grice uh, assignments for these two back to back games. Right. So you guys said you would have flipped it. You would have started Grice I against Vancouver. Strategically, I, actually, I think that makes sense. I, I think so. I would have actually just said, I think I would have. Okay, you're right. I think you should have started Grice in game in the game against Vancouver. But the fact that they didn't and they played Bennington, and I don't feel like he got overworked too much. I agree with you. I think I think you play Bennington against Seattle I, again. I agree with you. I, I, he yeah. just Since, did, and it was yeah. a little different scenario, but he just did a back-to-back the week before. Right. It looked great both games. That didn't involve Calgary. As we right. clarified. <laughs> yes, very true. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. and, and also the fact that you got a, a little bit of like a break in games coming up to where you can play him a back-to-back, and then maybe, I'm not saying you do, but maybe you consider playing Grice against Vegas. You give him a little bit of a longer break. I I would have played Bennington both games, personally. I was hoping they would. Uh, when, like you said, when they mm-hmm. started him against Vancouver, I was hoping – uh, they would have started him against Seattle. Um, it's not a knock on Grice, but Bennington's, you know, he's on a heat. He's, he's playing really well, uh, right. leading the league uh, the last handful of games. So I think you roll with him. Yeah. And, you know, who knows if, if they really look that closely, you know, if the game started, you know, less than 24 hours before the previous start, right, by half an hour. I don't think that played into it, but maybe it did. Um, but, yeah, why not? why not run him out there? You know, it, it it's you know, I don't think Grace had a great game, and I think that's probably why we're talking about this more than we otherwise would. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. I I, I thought I, he was I I, preferred to see him in there. I thought Grice was okay. I, I mean I thought he made the saves he should have up until that one the the bank off the skate play, you know, from behind the net. Right. Uh that, I, I you know, he, he didn't make the amazing save on a breakaway that he could have on either one of them. Um, but I thought he was okay, you know. But, but yeah, that, that softy, uh, that bad goal was – that makes it yeah. a – oh, crap. You know, that was a, right. that was a backbreaker. It was a backbreaker, hey. but it was also, for me, it was a relief because I'm like, okay, I get to go to bed now. <laughs> hey, Bill, when I, uh, when I pull up uh, comments here, don't mm-hmm. reach your hand up and pull on those lights, okay? I'm trying <laughs> not to. Okay, but, don't. You know, I don't, I don't I do, want you to break those. I, I do, right? That bothers me. And Stop it. And, and I, I do have a little bit of cat in me from my goal. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Stop wearing those cat eye cages. Mm. <laughs> Brian Roberts uh, yeah, says our shooting percentage went from below league average to above league average in the past 10 games, still below average on most stats. Um. Yeah, but they're, I mean, they're winning and they're playing better and their winning percentage is, or their point percentage is, and point percentage is what you really want to look at is this time of year when there's some teams that played three games more than other teams, you're looking at games in hand. Uh, if you look at point percentages, that's that's actually, honestly, the first half of the season or most of the season, they really should at least have a sortable category. Do they? Point percentage? Can you sort on NHL.com? Point percentage? I think so, yeah. Can you? You? Oh, you can. Okay, good. Yeah, I was saying, they should have that. They do. So good on you guys for having that. Uh, right now, they are, well, they're 500. They're 10th. 10th in the Western Conference in point percentage. 
So got to be better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, uh, Martin Jones was in net for Seattle. Uh, Jordan Cairo did not play in this game after his head hit the glass when he was checked into the glass late in game in, in the game versus the uh, Canucks in the five to one win uh, over Vancouver. You know, uh, that was his first NHL hat trick in that game. So congrats to him for that. Um, fantastic congrats pass by Thomas. Yeah, right. Fantastic that pass was... by Thomas too on that on that third goal. Oh, oh no. my God. Great, great. And just, we, you guys, we, I at least, and I know you guys agree to a certain extent, uh, how bad he was to start the season. I mean, just. Kyra was terrible. He was terrible. To me, again, should have been benched. And I stand by that still because I think he, we, we, he would we have maybe about picked his game up. What's that? We had, we had a, we had a debate about that, an argument about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think he maybe would have picked this game up sooner than he did. Oh, but... see, I think, see, I think you're wrong. I think they did right by leaving the lineup so he could work stuff out and get back on track sooner. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. Maybe you're right. We've, uh, we've whatever... had this argument. Yeah, I was going to say what whatever worked, whatever they did, it worked. So I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to say I was right, but I will say maybe it would have worked out sooner. I don't know. I'm not going to say I was wrong, but. He has been phenomenal. He's been I'm not great. Not going to debate you, Jerry. Not going to sit what? here and debate you. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk a, more about Kairu a, a little uh, later. I'm a master debater, Jeff. So it's best you didn't do that. Yeah, I know you are. I've I've seen your bed sheets. <laughs> um, but you have not. That's that's a lie. But I mean, you could. I was you expecting a different direction there, but okay. I haven't. You um, think I haven't. Yeah. That's where all the hair came about from. My my stall. You oh. you undermined my sneakiness, sir. <laughs> oh, right <laughs> on time. Yes. Right on time. Yeah, we need to make sure those are gone. Uh, Kurt, you want to handle those while I yeah, talk? Yeah, just did. All right. Um, Oops. <laughs> sorry, for those on the podcast. Oh, I just blocked. Our... blocked I just uh, blocked Brian by mistake. <laughs> no. <clears throat> How do you unblock Brian, somebody? Brian, I don't know. Stop porn spamming us. Um, oh, poor Brian. Well, at least, at least let's pull up his comment just in case he is gone forever. <laughs> I got sorry, Brian. Sorry, um, Brian. so yeah, let, we'll take the show over while Kurt deals with that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, uh, I, he has been so good, and um, it. <laughs> <Bill>. <laughs> You're reaching for the lights, uh. No, I, I've I've loved his play so far. Uh, after the first 10, 12 games of the season, uh, he's on pace for one hundred points. Uh, just playing great, and uh, and truly is showing that he can be the offensive catalyst for this team going forward. You know who's not that. And do you know, going back to the conversation about points percentage, do you know what the Blues point percentage is with Logan Brown in the lineup? Oh, God. It's like zero. Yeah, zero. zero. (laughs) He has played six games and the Blues have lost every game. He got into that line. He got into the lineup against uh, Winnipeg for the start of the eight game losing streak, played five games, got injured, came back last night. So. You know, obviously they're shorthanded with Kairu being out of the lineup kind of unexpectedly. So, yeah, you, you're going to throw the guy in. He's, you know, supposed, supposedly played very well down down the A. Um, 
did get an assist last night, so he yeah. got his first. You know, he got off the shine for the year, but hmm. every time I see him out there, I just think the team looks slower. Here's I did the not even. I'm not going to notice con- him. Yeah, I did. I'm not going to attribute the entire. You know that the bad game was entirely his fault because he plays less than 13 minutes every time he's on the ice. I think last night was 11. You know, you can't say it's the entire thing, but man, his, he just, I don't know what he's really bringing to the team at this point. He, he, the last time he was brought up, that's when the losing streak started. The eight game losing streak. Yeah. So I'm hoping that bringing him up (laughs) doesn't start another streak. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's, there's, there's, that's not, doesn't have much to do with it, but still, um, I, he did have a nice assist on, uh, yeah, he did on, uh, pra, uh, uh, uh goal. Outside so, of that assist. I did not notice him last. I noticed him a few all. times, but, but there were times where I'm like, I have not seen him this period. You know, yeah. uh, I think I saw him in the first period a couple of times out there, uh, made a couple of nice plays. Uh, and the nice pass to Preco in the third. I don't think I saw him at all in the second. Yeah, he, his his pace is just like that. I noticed him because his pace is behind everybody else. There was a there was a uh, beginning of the second period. There was a shift where they had a cycle opportunity, and they they threw the puck to him, and he was you know hash marks were above, um, trying to push it back down low, and he just looks slow. And we didn't get a good cycle go. And yeah, it, it just, it wasn't, you know, it, it just like that to me, that's, that's been emblematic of his play. He just, he's just a step too slow at this level. And, you know, he needs to be down lower and throwing that big body around. And, you know, I get coming back from an injury. You don't want to do that, but. Did you guys, <sighs> did you guys uh, talk about the Cairo injury uh, while I was messing with the stuff? No, oh, sir. Okay, so what did you think about that hit that kept him out of this game? I was fine with it. I had no problem with that hit because there you? was. I mean, there were. You know, well, there was. I mean, uh, Thomas asked uh, Jim Thomas asked Ruby about it, and Ruby thought. You know, post game presser, he said it was. It was said it wasn't dirty. Um, I, I, you know, I thought. You know, in a five to one game, um, I was like, you know. Maybe it was a bit unnecessary, you know, a hard check. It was, it was kind of three quarter. It wasn't from behind. It was shoulder to shoulder, but it was, you know, Kyrie was facing the boards. So I, I don't know. I, I was like, and I saw his head hit the glass, and Kyrie saw it coming. He tried to brace himself. He just, his head just popped the glass. So um, I didn't think it was dirty either. Um, I thought it was maybe a little unnecessary. It's five to one as the closing yeah, minutes but of the game. It- as a as a Canucks fan, is not not the kind of stuff you want to see. You want to see your team have a little battle at the end of the game because you just got your ass kicked. Maybe. Like if we're Blues fans and we're getting our asses kicked, that's what we're asking for, right? We want some kind of physicality just to like show that you have some heart and emotion going. Right, and there's nothing wrong. And, with and that, like right? you said, it wasn't dirty. It was no. just. But I think a I lot see of people your point. A lot of people were 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 questioning the hit because at first glance it it kind of looked like it was from behind, uh, but if you slow it down, it, it's kind of more shoulder to shoulder. So there's nothing really wrong with it. But um, so I think that's what people's yeah. I mean, people get stuff wrong when they analyze stuff right. all the time on 
social media. I mean, they, they completely misinterpret what happened. So, and that's probably what a lot of this was. I think my, I think at worst I could say maybe a little unnecessary, but it's fine. I mean, it's nothing. It's a hockey's rough sport, right? Hockey's rough sport. And it's just, it's just an unfortunate play. And, and the minute that happened and Darren Pang was like, Oh, you gotta be a little concerned there. My first thought in my head was that is, that is every fucking play in the seventies, eighties and nineties, right? Like, Guy gets oh, yeah. hit, head kind of hits the boards. No big deal. Keep playing. And I'm like, then Kairou's out the next night. And I'm thinking, again, like, and I know this is an exhausted conversation, but, like, how many people should not have been playing in the 80s and 90s if this is the concern? The, okay, so Don Cherry's uh, Rock'em Sock'em Hockey, Hockey's Greatest Hits, whatever it was, um, th- it was Rock'em Sock'em Hockey, right, Bill? Yeah. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there are hits on there where guys, they can't stand up and get to the bench. They can't find the bench. They've been hit so hard. And right. One they, that comes to mind, Mark fires. Messier, elbow, Rick Natras. Yeah, Rick right. Natras does not know where he is. Right. He's, he can't even stand up. He's yeah. trying to get to the bench. like he, like he He's trying so hard to get to the bench and he falls over four or five times before he can get to the bench and his teammates have to pull him up over the boards you, you probably should have put a mattress under him to catch him mm. mattress, mm. mattress the mattress mattress mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> if he doesn't have a mattress store called mattresses mattresses <laughs> he's doing it wrong <laughs> mattresses mattresses you gotta that, that is gold that's gold Jerry mm-hmm. gold that's gold <laughs> I'll get him on the um, show and I will pitch that to him. Round teen. That's gold. <laughs> uh, Why do they call it oval teen? It's in a round can. <laughs> Glasses gold, round. Jerry. Cans round. <laughs> uh, first period against the uh, Kraken. Ron uh, Donato. Ryan Donato scores. Uh, Ron. <laughs> I was reading too far ahead. The R and the O N ran together in Donato. Ron Donato. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Rondon Donato. Rondon. That's Rondon. That sounds like a mobster. Nickname. Sounds like yeah. a mobster. Rondon Donato. I think he was in uh, Sopranos, wasn't he? Rondon. Yes, he was. Rondon Sopranos. Rondon Soprano. Uh, uh, so Donato Soprano scores in the first period on a breakaway, extending his goal streak to four games after a bad. Slug. You, I don't know if you guys watched this or noticed this on the replay when they slowed. Pareko takes a horrendous change. Not only does he change kind of when he probably shouldn't, but he's slow at doing it. He takes his slow-ass time getting to the bench, and Krug can't jump on until he gets close enough. And then and then uh, uh, Walker loses Donato at center, and boom, springs him. It, the, the perfect pass on his tape, and he's Perfect alone. pass. And I'm like, it was a great pass, great play. They 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 The Blues made a mistake. They were slow and lazy in their change. And the Kraken jumped on it, and they executed perfectly. But that is, I was so what? pissed at Pareko because I'm like, that shouldn't even happen. I mean, that is ninety percent of like the the too many men penalties because a defenseman or a forward is too slow to get off the ice. They don't hustle getting off the ice, and plays like this also happen because of that. Letty and Letty's on the near boards. He's and, and he doesn't recognize. Maybe doesn't recognize. Preko's going for a change. 
Um, but Letty is on the near boards, uh, like, you know, I don't know, 15 feet off the boards. He's pretty close. And so there's nobody, nobody else defending um, at the blue line. And so Donato just plugs that gap and shoots up the middle. And and they can't catch him, and he scores. And Horrible you mentioned the defense. The, Horrible. the pass from who was uh who was it was it Sprong that, that uh, no Larson fast uh, Larson that that was such a great one touch move the puck up because you know what if there's not a guy there that's an icing play and it's it's a defensive zone uh, face off for the Kraken he knew he knew where his guy was perfect on the tape pass. Um, so give Seattle a little bit of credit there, but yeah, terrible, terrible change. What are you doing? Pay attention oh, yeah. and you gotta, and, and that's something, and I know these guys are NHL players with 82 games a year. I get that, but you gotta, to me, if I'm an NHL coach, I'm telling my guys, if you're not sprinting to the bench to where we can get another guy out, especially when they're starting to break out, either you're making a terrible change, which he was. And two, you got to move your goddamn feet. You got to skate. Like, skate. Take... And that's why we say as coaches, skate the entire shift. And that includes getting your ass off the ice. Don't just lollygag to the, to, the, to the bench. It didn't take long. I mean, it was a couple second, you know, gaff, right? Uh, but that's all Seattle needed. That's right. all you needed I mean, in hockey. Yeah, right. at the, you at the NHL seconds. level, yeah, that that is all you need. COVID's yeah. coming back. But, but watching <laughs> on the replay, I didn't I didn't notice it really at, at full speed. But watching the replay, I was like, I got pissed. I'm like, God damn it! If you watch Breko, he is just taking his sweet time, just gliding to the bench. When and that's Seattle's got the puck and they're going to bring it up. I'm like, get the fuck off the ice. That's ninety percent of changes in the NHL, and it's it's maddening. Even in like a play that it's not going to lead to a breakaway, it's like the you know the Blues will you know dump the puck in, and it, the guy who dumps it in is just slowly gliding to the bench. No, skate your ass off to the bench so your replacement can come out and forecheck. Get down there, and again, eighty-two games. I get it. You know, skating that hard all the time, it's hard to do. But like Bill said, you're at the NHL level. Let's see some hustle and, here. And and Letty, I mean, part of it, I, I kind of look at Letty. I'm like, he's not aware of what's going on either because he's, I mean, his partner's going for a change. He doesn't know it. And there's tons of ice there just open. So uh, Austin Lynch says, update on the White Castle last week. It took three hours to get to me and it was ice cold three hours dude i he texted I would, us at he asked at what eleven forty five. what should i get and we told him white castle and he ordered it pretty much two right in the morning away it shows up so he must got it like two in the morning two or three. Oh my god i would refuse that i'd be like I no would. no how is that even <laughs> uh, and it was ice cold he, he ate it <laughs> i guess you put him in the microwave at that point right I guess I, I I'd make a phone call. I would say, uh, you know, however many, oh, I'd however be many a total sl- Karen, however many sliders I got, I want triple. Uh, I I want I want the ones I paid for. I didn't get uh, in a timely manner, and I want extra for my trouble, and I want extra because uh, just because. Yeah, and there were big I grains agree. of salt, big, big grains of salt on the margarita. Of salt. 
Uh, second period, uh, Carson Susi scores for Seattle exactly halfway through the second period on what was a, a bad break and excellent execution by Seattle after the bad break. Um, so Sosi made a, a nifty play uh, to score a nice goal. A point, a point shot blocked by O'Reilly, deflected and going wide of the goal, but Susi was crashing the net and was able to reach out and kind of chip redirect with one hand on a stick into an open side of the net that was open because Grice had went down to block the initial sh- stop the initial shot uh, that was blocked, deflected by O'Reilly. Um, and he was screen. Right? And he was... He's reacting to the initial sure. shot. Doesn't yes. pick up because, you know, I forget who it was that was between him and <clears throat> him and Susie. But, yeah, he's he's totally committed to, to you know, cutting across. No chance yeah. to, to react to that. I'm not even sure... I'm not even sure he has time to react if he's not screened because it happened so fast. And, and, and there, there was no, there was no grab the puck and dust off and grab the puck, corral it, bring it back and dust it off and, and wrist it. It was a reach out chip uh, redirect. It was, it was a fantastic play. Um, but and they couldn't have passed the puck any better. Um, if, if that puck had been passed to him, to Susie, they couldn't have passed it to him any better than, than that, that redirect that went right to him. And, and that goal happened because he was crashing the net. He, he shot was coming. He crashed the net, and he was in perfect position to take that that uh, that puck and put it in. Oh man, I was furious at first on this goal because I thought it was Jaden Schwartz that scored it, <laughs> and I'm like, "You're letting Mister Injury score a goal against you." You know, guy, guy, guy breaks his shoulder by uh, you know you know reaching for another beer, you know, and you're gonna let him score. But then when I saw it was Susie, I'm like, ah, "I'm not gonna be too upset." <laughs> uh, Daniel Sprong made it three nothing Seattle uh, with three minutes to go in the second. Um, and to me, I mean, well, I don't think it's to me. I think this is just how it is. Um, this is where the wheels. This is where the Blues lost the game. Uh, the last three minutes of the second period, they allowed two goals. Uh, Sprong made it three nothing. Uh, cherry picking uh, at, at the blue line, uh, the, uh, the far end, right. Um, Morgan Geeky whips a pass out of their zone to him at the other Best blue name line. in hockey, by the way. Best name, Morgan Geeky. Oh, yeah. yeah. There are a number Fantastic. of players on the, uh, Seattle's team of like, Jesus, there's some strange names out of left field. Mm-hmm. Um, awful, awful defending uh, part two in this game for me. The awful coverage here. Uh, Blues defense. Maybe they thought Sprong was going for a change as he curled toward the Seattle bench. Maybe. Uh, there wasn't a Blues player within 25 feet of him. Uh, the closest Blues players uh, are pretty much all at the blue line, the attacking blue line, for some reason. And Sprong is hanging out at the opposing blue line. It's like a roller hockey cherry pick. Uh, it was it was awful. Um, and no one sees him. I don't know what I don't know what they were looking at or what they weren't looking at. Um, nobody cared to cover him. And uh, perfect pass from the near boards. Uh, up the middle and uh, break away, and then Grice can't make the save. So I and the the one that just killed the Blues, uh, Jared uh, McCann scores with less than a minute to go in the second. Uh, Bushnevich whiffs, <laughs> whiffs on a simple pass at center, turns the puck over. Uh, McCann skates into the zone, takes a shot, blocked by Pareko. Puck comes back to McCann, who glides into the corner and headed to the toward the back of the net. Grice is off his post, came out a little too far, maybe. 
couldn't get back in time. Uh, McCann, as he's kind of gliding behind the net, banks it off of Grice's skate as he's trying to get back against the post. So smart play by McCann. You know, I've I've done this. I've tried this a lot. It works sometimes. You bank off the back of the goalie if they're off the post. And that's exactly what happened. Um, but to me, I mean, Grice overplays this initially and then is out of the goal, out of the out of position. Um, can't get back to the post in time. And also on this play, I thought Preko, this is the way he plays these situations, though. I think he plays them too soft. He's just got his stick out, just kind of gliding with the guy, just trying to get his stick in the way of a pass. He's not trying to actually engage the player. He's just letting the guy go curl to the corner, curl behind the net, and he's just gliding with him, not really engaging him. And I'm thinking that's uh, the player. Kurt, if you want to go to uh, Colton Pareko defense school, that is what you learn. The way to do it is to just skate with them and don't let them get a pass across. And you know what? If they do, it's okay. Things happen. <laughs> like That's Colton Pareko school. If you, if you watch the replay and watch Pareko in that play, he's just like, he kind of glides with him just too long. I'm like, try and engage him. He's just trying to block a pass. And Put your body I on guess him. I guess in Pareko's defense, He's behind the end red line, so he you have to assume he's going to pass to somebody. But still, you know, tie him up, take him out, engage him physically, something. Uh, well, it didn't and, happen. And to me, to me, just putting your body on him and just – because we know he's not a physical guy, lean your shoulder just into him as he's skating around the net. Put your body on Make it hard for him to come across that net and to – you know, whip it back in front. And there was none of that. It's, I'm going to block a pass. Well, guess what? How many times have we seen pucks go off defenders, go off the goalie, take a weird bounce, like maybe there's a divot in the ice, and it takes a weird bounce off that? You know, that's not the way to defend. Uh, You have to at least make it difficult for that player to make a play there, and he didn't do that at all. Bill, what's your your take on Grice in this play? I this, I mean, it's a bad goal, but what uh, he just came, he, he over oh, it came out too far on the initial shot and or what? Yeah, I you know since since that terrible game he played against Nashville earlier this year, I've tried to pay attention to to you know where he is uh, with respect to um, you know being around the posts and you know clearly clearly. Uh, overcommitted off the post on this one. Um, you know, I thought earlier in the game he he just didn't look. Um, he, you know, he he did look a little bit slow in those areas. Um, but yeah, he positionally. Um, you know, I, I I think if if I'm you know if, if I'm Seattle, it's it's definitely worth taking the shot there um, because of what you're seeing. Right. He's, sure. he's, he's a big guy. Um, isn't, you know, historically isn't great side to side and probably not the sharpest that he's been. So yeah, it, it's um, a goal that no goalie should, you know, should ever like be like, man, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> that, that goal sucks. I, I right? think, yeah, it, this is always, I mean, it 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 kind of sucks maybe to uh, um on one hand because no matter what happened leading up to this point where they actually score uh this that that goal turns into it's on the goalie because of mm-hmm. how it went in 
it doesn't matter right. if there were a few misplays in front of you. And that's that's it. and it kind of sucks for a goalie, I guess, because the players in front of you can make a lot of mistakes. But right. if you allow that kind of a goal, that goal is it's all about you at goal. that point. It's all about the goalie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and and it's you know, like I said, at that point when I saw that puck go in the net, I'm like, all right, I get to go to bed now because there was no coming back from that. Right. If if I would have woke up this morning and they would have had, you know, a comeback well, for the ages, you know, they, I, I would have I, I would have felt bad for about half a second, but no. Um yeah, we can we can do that, Jeff. Uh let's we are due for a break before we get to the third period. Um we'll talk about the third period and then we'll get into uh Jordan Cairo uh and the title of the show as far as him possibly being a one hundred point player in the future. Um We'll talk about that on the other side of this break from uh, Mike Bergoin with uh, strikewithmike.com. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. You know, it's uh, funny that Mike Burgoyne's commercial plays right after we talk about a weak defensive play by Colton Pareko. And I'm not saying this because I know he's listening. Uh, Mike is one of the fiercest defenders I have ever played with in men's league. Like, I, it's been years since I've played with him, five, six, seven years probably. But, I mean, he didn't care that it was men's league and we we're all there, you know, just to get some exercise and have a couple beers afterwards. Uh, that dude, he would push on guys. If they came across the net like that, no, thank you. You are not coming in front of my net. I'm going to make sure if you're going to try and do a wraparound, you're going to end up on your ass. So always love playing with Mike again, uh, strike with Mike.com. If you're looking to buy or sell a new home, they say that, uh, this time of year is, um, I guess harder to sell a house. So I would imagine, I mean, this time of year, would if you're looking to buy a house, you could probably get a decent rate on a house, right? If it's I would harder think. to sell a house in the winter. Oh. Um, so if you're looking to buy a house, I mean, now's a good time. Yeah. Um, probably not the right terminology to rate on the house because the rates are, you know, that's, that's out of the market. But yeah. Yeah, but as far as price. as far as like, yeah, right, right, the price of the house, and as far as like negotiating goes, you know, there's probably not a ton of interest. So people who have their houses for sale, you know, they're kind of you know they may have to kind of bargain a little bit to get their house sold this time of year. Maybe I don't know. So I don't well, know. I'll tell you, Mike yeah. is if Mike is as good, and, and I've not used him, but if Mike is as good of a real estate agent as he was a hockey player, he's a guy you can rely on to fight for what you need. He was 
He's he's one of those guys, and I'm again not saying this because he's an advertiser for the show. He's also one of those guys that would always step up if somebody was getting messed with. I remember one time we had a uh, a racist comment said to one of our teammates. He stepped in right away, told the guy what it was, and beat the shit out of him. Uh, just that type of guy that you want in your corner. So I can imagine, again, if he takes that fierce competitor attitude that he has on the rink, if he takes that into realty, look out. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, just to finish the point on real estate right now, um, it's still going. Real estate's still happening. So if you need something, definitely talk to Mike. I've had two people in my family on, you know, different sides. One sold, one bought. It's still happening and uh, in St. Louis as well. So the market is not gummed up. Don't believe it. Or just ask uh, me, so our sponsor beats the shit out of people. <laughs> yes. Mike is, again, man, one of the toughest guys I've ever played with. I would never mess with the guy. And But, it, it again, it's that hockey player mentality, too. Like, you get off the rink, and he's the first one to buy you a beer. Uh, just the nicest dude off the rink, but a fierce competitor on the rink. Uh, the third period of this game, the Blues uh, tried to make a game of it in the third period. They uh, they showed some urgency, um, got goals from Pareko at 5.59. Into the third on his own entry, nobody picks up Pareko on the far side. It's nice to see someone, else, someone else's uh, defense and missing an assignment. Uh, Logan Brown slides him a nice pass. Has a lane to the net and picks uh, Jones blocker side to get the Blues on the board. Bushnevich then scores a goal about nine minutes to go in the game. Uh, that was a typical Martin's Jones goal to give up. <laughs> uh, beat him glove side on a shot that seems stoppable, <laughs> where he should have maybe seen it. Uh, but you know, it's in that 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 chicken wing area of a goalie where it's like it's above the glove, but it's not. So I don't know. Um, maybe it's tougher than it appears. For Martin Jones, it is. For Martin Jones, it is. Um, and maybe, and maybe he's expecting uh, uh, Bushnevich to pass Assad, who was wide open at the far post. So he didn't want to, you know, didn't want to challenge the shooter too much to come out too much. Um, and and honestly, so it's four to two at this point, and the Blues had some chances. Uh, I know, Bill, you said you <laughs> you were in bed. The Blues had some chances. They they hit a post. Uh, Tarasenko missed an open side from in close, yes. uh, which you can't do. I mean, you're, oh. you need to and at least get it's on one that. thing. It's one thing if that's Nathan Walker, yeah. when it's Tarasenko, right. come on, you're a goal scorer, buddy. You got this. I think it was Shen or Thomas had a wide open net and they, they missed, uh, way too many missed nets in this game, uh, from places on the ice where they shouldn't have been missing. Uh, and in the third, when they, I mean, I, I thought the way they were buzzing and they were getting some chances, some of the best chances they had all game, if they had got that third one, if Tarasenko buries that chance like he probably should have, um, they've scored bang, 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 three goals. And you had this feeling that they that they needed that one more just to have that. Yep. They're going to tie it. If and, they get one more, they're going to tie this game. Tell me the feeling, too, wasn't if they don't give up that goal at the end of the second period. This... I, this is a game. This is a game the Blues come back and at least tie it, bring it to overtime. It was weird because it was 3 nothing, right, without that goal. Um, and 3 nothing going in the third should be a pretty secure lead. But, you know, offense is, is up this year 
uh, teams are coming back from from multi goal deficits in the third. So, um, yeah, I I was I was frustrated at being down four nothing, and then in the third, you get a couple goals, and then I was frustrated that they blew some golden chances to get yeah. that third one, right? Um, and then Brube pulls Grice for this attacker with four twenty four left on offenses on face off, and and I, and. I, th- I think Luke Korak commented on the uh, on Twitter, kind of harshly, uh, criticizing uh, Brube uh, about he's like something on the effect of uh, it's it's amazing how this team just cannot get pulling the goalie right. Uh, yeah. They 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 no. pull the goalie at the wrong times. Every yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you when you were segueing into that or leading into that, I was kind of like, wait, wait, you're telling me the Blues gave up an empty net goal. <laughs> I, I don't believe you. It, it, it's, they did. it is the most, like, that's that's probably the most predictable thing about this team, right? Pull the goalie, you know you're going to give up a goal. It's not just that they give up a goal. They give it up right away. <laughs> well, and, 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 well, and that is the Blues moniker, is to give up that, that, I mean, right within 15, 20 seconds of pulling your goalie, giving the goal up. The thing that annoyed me most about pulling the goalie here, it's not even that he pulled him at 424. It's that, they, I thought they looked pretty good five on five. Like, well, that's they're that's getting, what, they're yeah. getting the pressure. They're getting like, give them another minute yeah. to do it five on five before you pull the goalie because they're they're pressuring without that sixth attacker. So see what they can do. And maybe you get it within one goal, then you bring the puck into the offensive zone and pull the goalie with I, two and a half, three minutes left. I wouldn't have. I, I I've said this before. I. I even you're down by two goals, you, you need to take some chances. I get it. <clears throat> down by two. But with that said, you don't have the puck. It's an offensive zone faceoff, yes. But the the faceoff is essentially a coin flip on if you're going to win this draw, more or less, right? So if you it's a 50-50 shot, you're going to lose this draw, and they win the faceoff, and they can shoot it down and score. With 424 left, that's not the gamble I want to want to take at that time. Now, no. if we have possession and we're pressuring and there's four minutes left, I have less of a problem with it. But the fact that we didn't have the puck, that kind of that kind of pissed me off. And and it burned us right fucking right away. We are um, broken <clears throat> records on this show, Kurt, because that is what the three of us have said since Baruby took over. You don't pull the goalie if you don't have possession. I right. get, and and I think Kurt well, was it two weeks ago or so. You made a comment about okay, a minute left. You're down by a goal. Just get the puck in deep and then oh, pull your goalie. Yeah, but like or, or in a situation, carrying up, yeah, in a, yeah. in a situation like this, you've got time. You got to get possession first. Make sure the guys have the yeah. puck. <clears> then, and to me, it's not even pull them right away. Oh, Blues won the faceoff. Pull the goalie. To me, it's Blues have the puck, get possession. They're starting to work it around the zone. That's when you pull your goalie, bring him out, bring in that sixth attacker to be another guy to pass to. They don't yeah. do that at all. It's, oh, mm-hmm. offensive zone faceoff, pull goalie. And it's just, no, you have to have possession. You are giving them a free shot at the net if they get possession off the faceoff. Right. And and teams have to know at this point. And and I think this is part of the problem I have with Baruby's approach is he isn't factoring in how bad his team is with pulling the goal. 
right? That mm-hmm. that has to be a thing at this point, right? The other team is like, all we got to do is win this draw. Just, you know, digging a little deeper, we'll get it, right? And that's what happened. It's it it does, you know, I'm I'm glad Lou called you know, Bruby out on this because it it is getting tiring seeing it happen over and over. At some point, right? <clears throat> I mean, Baruby is it, it every time the Blues pull the goalie, it really is nothing more than a coin flip by Baruby because I mean, he's got way too much blind faith that the Blues can somehow, you know, will themselves into possession. And they just, they haven't shown that they can do that. So you I, have to, you have to be more strategic. You have to make sure you have possession before you do this. The, the, I think in, the one deep thing. In the zone. The one thing that Brube had uh, in his pocket with this was that what Seattle was the worst faceoff team in yes. the league, something like that. So, so he's he's playing that card too. He's thinking, okay, I got Thomas out there. He should win this draw. He should, but he didn't. So mm. that don't you throw a Chari out there, dude? Sixty three percent. You probably should. Was, but, was he? Yeah. No, Thomas with the faceoff. Yeah, but I'm saying was a Chari out there as well, in case he no. got thrown out. Well, no, I mean, Chari is sixty three percent. He should have been taking the face off right. initially. He, he should be the guy yeah. that's taken, right? And but yeah. yeah, but I and and it's not like there's <clears throat> you know a minute and a half left where you you need instant offense really quick. So I could see having Thomas out there as opposed to a Chari, right? But you've got four twenty four left. You don't. You know, it's it's almost a fourth of a period. <laughs> you don't you don't uh, have to have to gamble um, with having Thomas out there because you need him. You can make that change. I don't know. I just everyone's pissed off about it, and and I it seems fairly simple to me, um, but it just keeps happening. Not that they would won the game anyway. They were down by two. Right, it would take a right. fantastic but, comeback. I mean, you're you're completely taking away the chance of them making that comeback when you make that play. I mean, I think we all said, I know I did when uh, when they made on the broad they made the comment on the broadcast that uh, and uh, Grice has left the net. Blues have six attackers for this uh, face off in the offensive and, zone. My thought was, well, we're about to see a uh, Seattle well, goal in the next ten seconds. I tweeted that's exactly what exa- happened when when they pulled him. I tweeted out they pulled him too soon. That's all I said. And then the, the uh, face-offs lost, you know, eight seconds later, they score or whatever it was. Um, so. Right. I, I didn't, I didn't have a chance to even go back and, and watch the, you know, the, the condensed game, but you know, I, I can see this goal in my head, right? Just, just the fact that you said the blues pulled the goalie with more than four minutes to go in a two goal game. It, it's, I, I just without, see without possession of the puck, right? Without <laughs> possession of the puck, I see the puck in the net, right? Then, uh, well, and the way they lost it, too. So they lost the draw, and Dunn <clears throat> ends up from his knees, tries to clear it. It wasn't a great clear, it was at, right at Krug at the blue line. Krug grabs it, drops it down to the ice, and then uh, uh, who scored? Uh, uh, Tanov. Tanov kind of attacks Krug. Before crew can get can play the puck, he drops it. Before crew can play it, uh, Tanev like checks him, attacks the puck, and chips it by him. And there's no one coming. And- I, I read that it was because uh, crew got scared 
when Tana came up to him because he made this face at him. <laughs> uh, do you see Tanov on the on the on the break? Uh, he skates in real slow. Tanov skates in real slow and looks behind him. And the, uh, the not not the the Blues broadcast crew, but uh, I guess this game was broadcast on uh, AFN, TNT. Wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, was it? It was, it was AFN it? for sure. Well, the Blues it was on Bally's too. Yeah. yeah. Well, AFN's the worldwide. Okay. For the Armed American. Forces. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's American yeah. Forces Network. Or okay. Yeah. So they're, they they had uh, their highlights that they were playing on, on NHL.com. They had that uh, their broadcast, and they said he was turning around looking for Schwartz to pass to Schwartz, so he could ah. score on the Blues. Schwartz was too busy uh, holding his ankle because he had hurt it on the faceoff. <laughs> he had a bad <laughs> crossover line. <laughs> Um, no, I just an annoying, annoying game. So blues lose this one five to two, nothing more to say about it. Just a, a, a bad end of the game. I thought Grice was okay, except for that one goal. Just, but man, well, I mean, bad yeah. management at the end of the game as the blues were starting to storm back a little bit. And, and like, you're, you're right, Kurt, probably not going to win that game, but just bad puck management to, I bad the goalie at that point. Bad puck management, uh, a couple of bad defensive lapses, um, laziness on defense, um, which which is which is unacceptable. Uh, Preko loafing it to the bench, and I know that players do it all the time, but when the other team has the puck and you're the last defenseman back, and you go for a change and you loaf, you can't loaf there. You can't because and you got burned. So there's that. Well, you're the talking Blues to, a lot of chances wide. You're talking to Coach Ponder, who will fucking yell at you for loafing it to the bench. Again, you're but out there for 45 seconds. No, I don't bench him for that. Come on, Bill. <laughs> you, you bench everyone for everything. <laughs> I know. It's a joke. Uh, no, I, I, I just, again, like you're out there for a 45-second to minute 15 shift tops. And you're telling me you can't stride your legs a little bit harder to get to the bench. I I feel like all NHL players should try a little harder to get to the bench. I think if that happens, I think we see a lot less too many men penalties in the NHL too. It's just, I think it's just math. A lot of shots wide. A lot of uh, uh, chances the Blues had. They couldn't get on net. Good chances. Uh, It was a broken record last game. Um, And it's happened far too much this season too uh, with the offense uh, at times. So. Um, not as much recently because they've been much better, but this game, they, I mean, you know, they lost tonight. They won four in a row. They lost tonight. And, and I've always said, you know, you can lose a game like this. That's fine. But it's how you bounce back. It's how you play the next game. You don't yep. want this one loss turns to two, three, four in a row. You know, you want to, you want to rebound with a win. So talking about, um, the Bennington hate as we have the past couple weeks. I just, I forgot to mention this at the Vancouver game we talked about. Did you see his little wave to the crowd after oh, yeah. they won? Yeah. I loved it. Oh, I loved yeah. it. I'm like, was it BK please. or Ferrario? I'm like, Brandon Kelly. So- oh, I, I didn't pay attention on I think Brandon Kelly had a, had a tweet about that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he showed the gif and I, and I think I tweeted, I said, uh, uh, waiting for, uh, uh, all of hockey Twitter to implode. Over this, right. over Bennington doing and anything was, except make was, a save. Right. I was waiting for like a, uh, I don't know, uh, a Pete Blackburn or somebody to yes. like 
retweet that and just be like, hey, hockey fans, what do you think of this? And like just waiting to see fans lose their shit. And it's like, you can't say the thing that the Blues lost. Why is he being such a dick? He played a good game. And I would have loved to have seen the feedback from from fans about that. Even Blues fans, the Blues fans who hate him for his antics. Let's uh, let's let's see what you think about him after making a great game, only allowing one goal on a very nice move by Ilya Mikheyev, by the way. Um, He's got his number. Yeah, he does. He had that. He had that goal when he was with Toronto last year. He had that goal. Mm That I mean, it was a bad goal by Bennington, short side from you know the the faceoff dot. But guy that was the seven six game or six five game, right? Yep. Yeah, I was at that one. But yeah, I I loved that, and uh, again, seeing that, I was like, put him in tomorrow night. He's got the swagger. He's fucking winning games. Let's see him play. And here's the I don't know if he makes a huge difference in this game, but. I don't think here's the deal. that goal that, that Grice Here, did at the end of the second period. Here's the deal with what he what he did to the crowd there. So uh waving to the crowd. I so we've talked on the show and Bill brought it up that very good point about how when goalies do create some stir up some stuff on the ice, they they can't really be retaliated against uh like other players can. So but this was to the crowd, this wasn't to the other team. So if you see a a, a player like a Ryan Reeves, okay, for example, kind of like mock wave the crowd like Bennington did, you know, um, that's just Reeves being Reeves, right? Just a, that's just, yeah, he's just smart, smart enough for the crowd. It's funny. It's, it's great stuff. But if Bennington does it, I, he I wanted to see somebody with, you know, 800,000 followers, right? Retweet that um, because that would have been fantastic because yeah, that that was to the crowd. That's not why. Why can't he do that? What what's what's wrong with that? That's, that's just right. uh, that's just trash talking the crowd. That's, what's wrong with that? He's and, a dick, and, and, he, <laughs> and I love well, he him for it. He can be a dick, and he is off. He, I mean, a lot, I mean, that's a lot Again, of hockey we, players are dicks. <laughs> we talked about it a little bit last week, Kurt. I love having a villain on this team. Yeah, it's, Jordan it's, Bennington's it's a villain. It's That's why guy. I want to see him in the net 82 games a year. He's the definition. I, just, of I a, want him out there. He's the definition of a guy that you you love him when he's on your team and you hate him when he's not. Um, mm-hmm. And there's even some Blues fans that don't like his stuff either. So it, that he rubs them the wrong way too, which, you know. And we've talked about a couple of things he's done on the show we didn't like either. So, yeah. But no, the, for the most part, the most of the stuff. Cadre, that yeah. was that was yeah. one that pissed me off. But other than I, that, I mean, there's I a couple love, maybe. Do you know what people hate? They hate the water bottle. I love the fucking water oh, bottle. Oh, I love the water bottle. Oh, my God. Fuck I love that. it. That's and I love so the callback to his, the JF Electric commercial. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If he's, chugging a, if he's chugging a grenade at uh, at Kadri, okay, he's an asshole. But it's a fucking empty water bottle. Even if that hits him, <laughs> what does that do? It's I, I just, nothing. Who cares? I just, I just love it. I, I mean, I... I Bill, remember that time I threw a glove off the bench at a guy on a breakaway at, at the yeah. I was on the bench, a guy had a breakaway. We had a goalie pull, I think. Oh, I heard and that. uh and I and I chucked my you glove at him. Is what you did. <laughs> what? You you had barubied, pulled the yes. goalie in an inopportune time. Well, I don't know. It, it, I don't know how much time was left. Maybe probably. But yeah, I threw my glove at him. 
<laughs> I was I, I'll admit, I, I actually thought of the two of you yesterday. I went to a uh, a stick and puck because I got some uh, some skates I'm trying out. And uh, so I went to the stick and puck, and uh, there's a couple kids there. You know, I say kids. They were in high school, you know, 16, 17. One kid was trying slap shots uh, at the boards because there was, like, a couple mm. guys shooting at the nets. So he's shooting at the boards. You know, I'm sitting on the bench. I got my helmet off. I'm just sitting there, like, you know, uh, just, you know, drinking some water or whatever. And I look up, and he's shooting at the far boards, which is no problem. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Next time I look up again, he's shooting right where I'm sitting, like slap shotting right where I'm sitting. And I'm thinking, oh, kid. And I just, I put my helmet up, and I literally just held it like this, like in front of my own head as I'm like sitting on the bench. Cause I'm like, this kid's going to fucking nail me like Kurt price on bill day. Right. Did, like did I you ask him, is I your didn't take a slap Kurt shot price? though. It was a wrist shot. Still. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, he was shooting them low, but I'm sitting there thinking, kid, you never know. Even NHL players will uh, every now and then get a hold of one. They don't expect to get a hold of and just right. sail I, it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I've what are you doing, there. man? You are two, you're 15, 16 years old. You know better. What are you doing? I was older than that. I didn't know better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and take a, take a break. Let's hear from the Sunrise Brewery. Um, after that, we'll talk about the uh, Jordan Cairo 100-point player talk. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. That's right. Centerize Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Centerize Brewery. Let's go Blues. What happened to Ponder? <laughs> now um, we have lights going. Right now, now we've got the lights right through our faces. I need to like share a screen or something. What is he doing? Right, well, Get your you... ass back in there, Ponder. Turn yourself you off. Go. There you go. Nothing Ooh, wrong with showing an empty chair. He's, he's setting off a smoke detector in an airplane <laughs> lavatory. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with uh, showing the empty chair there on screen. Uh, will, uh, will Jordan Cairo be a 100 point player? We, uh, um, he was actually asked about this in an interview, uh, about, uh, whether or not he could get to hundred points. He has 109 points in his last 106 games. Um, it's a big jump to go from being a point of game player to a hundred point player. Uh, last five years we got, uh, in 1718 in 2017, 2018, there were three 100-point guys. Uh, the next year, there were six. The next year, there was one. Yet for that, there was one. And last year, there was eight. And this year, there are like 15 guys on pace to flirt with 100 points. Yeah. So, and Kyrie is currently 39th in scoring in the NHL with 32 points in 31 games, which is great. You know, point-of-game point guys, they're fantastic. But with that said, you know, uh, the, and, and when Kyrie was asked about it, he said, yeah. I, I, that's, I, I can be a hundred point guy. I'm going to, that's my, what I'm going to do. And, um, that was interesting to me because he, he didn't like say, well, you know, hopefully, uh, 
uh, the players around me you know, can help me out or whatever. I can maybe uh, get lucky. And, and he didn't, he was, wasn't real modest about it. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I think I can. And so talking about our conversation last week about uh, wanting to, with Bennington, wanting to see guys be honest and like show some yeah. personality, show some character. That's what I love about this. I love seeing that. I, again, big naysayer in the past about Cairo. Uh, I, yeah. Show me kid. You think you can score a hundred points in the NHL? I want nothing more. Let's do you see think- you do it kid. And I love seeing you say, you think you can, you, uh, you think you will. I think you will. Yeah, eventually. I don't know yeah, about I don't know about this year. You talking about no, this year? This year would be tough, but uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, you're going to tear. Nothing, I think he can. Happen, but, can uh, I think you know. he can be a hundred point scorer in the NHL. Yes, he's he has the talent. Um, Do you think he will? Yes, okay. I think he will. <clears throat> I think he's going to figure it out. I no. I think there's still and, some some quirks in his game that he needs to work out, like uh, just you know not having the. The, the full 82 game mindset of I need to give it all all the time. Uh, I think he's going to get there. I don't again, not this year. He, he started the year off a little rough, but next year, year after year after that, I don't know. I think he could easily be a hundred point scorer. It was a yes no. or no question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yes, but um, I I want my five minutes of time now. Go, go right, go right <laughs> ahead. I'll give you equal time. Yeah, sure. I I demand equal time, Senator. Senator. Yeah, Senator, your time is up. Your time is up. <laughs> uh, no, I I I uh, I I totally think he will be, but I think it's more of a function of the way the the league's trending. Right? You, you read the stats, right? A couple of years ago, there was one guy. And this year we're on pace for 15 guys. It's the league is trending. The league is trending in the direction of more open offense during the regular season. Um, And he's, you know, I kind of think it's a little bit different than Jeff here. Like when he becomes a more rounded player, the offensive stats are going to fall off. I think, I think his hundred point year is going to happen this year or next year when he still doesn't give that much fuck about playing defense. Right. If if he can get away with it, if he can keep popping goals, right? And and he has been the catalyst. He was really the catalyst of the Blues four game win streak, this most recent win streak. And I think you need that. Right. You yep. you you can't rely on him at this point in his career to be a solid defensive player. And I think when you get to that point where he's figured that part of his game out, the offense is gonna drop off. But you know, that that's just uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of how players mature now, um, you know, except the the elite superstars. I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he's a I don't think he's a Nathan McKinnon. He's got McKinnon speed, but he doesn't have his the same drive. Right. To the, the same hunger, the same sh- every, you know, scream at your teammates if they're not eating kale shakes every day. Right. He doesn't have that in him. Right. But he does have that desire to want to be the score. And and I I think, you know, while, you know, especially, you know, if he does have a concussion, it's going to miss some time now. Um, that's going to hurt this team's chances um, quite a bit. But, uh, you know, if this team if this team is, you know, uh, 
if he and the team are healthy, I think this year, next year, he could challenge for it. I see I your point, I, Bill, but I, I, I will add. Hold on. I real, real quick, here. Hang on, hang on. You asked oh, the Jesus question. Christ. You asked the question of Bill and, you and I. Answer, Bill You're answered. Bill answered. I want to answer. Let me You're just say one. Go ahead. God I will damn just it. say one very quick thing about what he said. I just, I just want to add. I don't actually think that's gonna might be the issue of him of becoming a more well-rounded player to where he's not going to uh, in a couple of years he's not going to get 100 points. He's got to do it now or next season. I think the issue falls in that right now the Blues offense is so prolific that he's not the only guy other teams need to worry about. There's plenty of other guys on this roster that they need to be considering. In a couple of years, O'Reilly will be gone. Tarasenko will be gone. Barbashev will be gone. Perron's already gone. I could see in a couple of years the problem being Kairou's the only gun this team has, so he will have to find a way to, to score 100 points in a year more than he does now because he's maybe him and Thomas might be the only real guys that could maybe put up 100 points on this team. Sorry, Kurt. Now it's your turn. See, I was going to kind of say something like that. He kind of stole it. Oh, so. I'm sorry. Did I mow your lawn? A little bit, but uh, but I will say this though. I I think he they're I think no he longer will, our sponsor. Stop he it. Will, he will get there. Kyrie will get there, and I think you know you you lose some guys. Yeah, you're going to lose O'Reilly. Uh, probably both O'Reilly and Tarasenko next season. Um, right. They Is will be replaced. Already a Toronto Maple Leaf. <laughs> they, you read the internet. That's they, what they tell you. They will be replaced. Um, you know, the turn the, the, there's there's turnover, whatever. Uh, I actually think that Cairo and Thomas will be 100 point guys in the same season. And I and I actually think Thomas is more likely to get 100 points uh, than Cairo. But uh, it would be great to see them both get it in the same season. Um, I have a trivia question for you. Uh, when is the last time the Blues had two players with 100 points in the same season? 1990. Luke Logley. 1990, what players? Luke Adam Oates and Brett Hall. No. <clears throat> so repeat that question one more time. The last time the Blues had two 100-point scorers in the same season. Um, 92-93, Brett Hall, Brendan Shanahan. Oh, you got the right year, but the wrong players. Mm. 92-93. Brett Hall, Hall and Craig Janney? Brett Hall and Craig Janney. Shanahan had 94 points that year. Mm. Oh, wow. So, I mean, not, yeah, they darn near had three 100-point guys in the same team. And that's the team that upset the Hawks in their first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, they were the eighth seed that year. Whew. Yeah. And they were not a well-rounded team. <laughs> no. They had Curtis Joseph and <laughs> Nett, and they had uh, they were top-heavy with the offense, but uh, it worked. So they, they got a, the red-hot Curtis Joseph in the first round. So, and they had some scores who could beat Belfour. I know Shanahan and Hall kind of lit him up. So, and Janny. Janny had 106 that, points. Hall had 101. That uh, was was that not the season that Craig Janney got the breakaway on Belfour, and the total head fake, and back forehand backhand head fake, and Belfour was basically you know. I lost his jack strap. I don't recall. You are asking me to remember way too much here, Bill. 
but average average points for those players was 100. So they their top three scorers did average 100 points. So there's that. Mm. Uh, Bucinavich is the uh, sixth fastest to reach 100 points with the Blues and the five to two loss versus Seattle. Bucinavich's third period goal gave him 100 points with the Blues. He did that in 97 games played with St. Louis. Sixth fastest Blue to do so. Uh, eighth overall to do it in 100 games with St. Louis. Uh, only Craig Janney, Adam Oates, Joe Mullen, Pierre Turgeon, and Brett Hull recorded 100 points faster while wearing the blue note. Uh, Janney did it the fastest. That's amazing. That's amazing. Dude, yeah, that's incredible. 75 I, games. It, I, I hate what happened to him. I feel like he should have went on and had an unreal NHL career, but for obvious reasons, things got a little derailed for him. Yeah. But man, what an unbelievable career he had with the Blues. And I feel like that is, like, I, I'll admit, I made a comment to a friend, a young friend, who is a Blues fan, uh, early 20s. and uh, Was he a young Tito Landrum? She was not. No. Okay. Uh, she did <laughs> not know who Craig Janney was. Oh and man! She knew who Chris Frank was. Like what? I know she had, she knew who Craig Janney. I'm sorry, uh, Brendan Shanahan was. Adam Oates, Peter Zezel. She knew. Um, wow! All these Rizzini. names that she knew, and she didn't Rizzini. know. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why do we not hold Craig Janney up on a pedestal like we do with so many players? Maybe it's because he didn't Brendan have a strong Shanahan. career after he left the Blues. Probably but... because he, probably because he was an alleged wife beater, and Shanahan beat the shit out of him and stole his wife. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm talking on ice here. He was oh. he was a good fucking hockey player. He was no right the, the a good passer. Right, he was he was he was probably the best option the blues could have gotten at the time that, you know, outside of Wayne Gretzky um, in terms of setup men in the NHL, when they had to trade out of Right. Who he, was the defenseman that came with him in the trade? Um, um, hmm. It was a uh, Janney and uh, oh, crap. He wore the, uh, he wore the, the uh, Cooper helmet. Was it Stefan Kintal? Kintal. Yes. Yeah. It was Kintal. Good job. Man, drive me bonkers. Number four, five, five. Kintal wore five. Uh, yeah. Zombo wore four during that. Zombo was four. Yeah, that's right. Uh, for the record, uh, for new for new for the record for the New York Rangers, Bushnevich had 195 points in 301 games. So as good as he was for New York offensively, he's been much better in St. Louis. Uh, and again, we we talked about Cairo, his ability to you know, put up points now because this offense is so prolific in two years, who knows what this offense will look like. Buchnevich has, is clearly going to be a part of that in the future, which is great. Um, But he's already benefited from an excellent offense. He put up 70 points last year, 72 points. What was it for Buchnevich? I can't remember, but still, I mean, putting up impressive numbers for the blues. He put up 76. To last sense. season, yeah. You know the thing with Kyrie though, and and need uh, Kyrie's the kind of guy too that doesn't necessarily need a supporting cast. You know he's he does have the legs, he does have the desire to to be a one man show at times to stick handle uh, around people and try and you know make the extra move. 
So there's that. I, I know what you're saying that it, it is much easier for other teams for him to, uh, you know, uh, have more space out there when you have a deeper offensive team that the other team can't necessarily focus on you all the time. But then again, if you're a hundred point player, you're drawing the team's best defense anyway. Oh right? yeah, you are. So yeah, I mean, look at Ovechkin. We right. we you know yeah. all hockey fans make jokes about Ovechkin on that power play. He scores from the same stop. spot every time. Just, yeah, just stop <laughs> that stop shot him. from the left circle. That's all you have to do. You just, you just can't. It just comes in so hard. You just can't. You just can't stop him because that that Capitals power play, they know how to move the puck around and get him open to where it draws the defender off of him. And it's the same thing with Kairou. Like, if Kairou can figure out being the number one guy on the Blues roster, which maybe he already is now for other teams, I don't know, but... Uh, if he can figure it out and and still get himself open and get himself available for opportunities, you know, again, we just we've talked about Brett Hall a ton tonight, uh, talking about Buchnevich and Cairo. Uh, that's what Brett Hall did, right? He, the guy was so good at still finding that open space to get that one time shot off, and it's like you watch the games and you you know, as a fan, you're sitting there saying. Just don't let that guy shoot. What are you doing? But that's if where the team's good enough around him. He's gonna find that time and yeah. find that space to make those plays. Right. There was there was a great breakdown last week when when Ovi hit a um, when he got to eight hundred. Um, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Devin Dubnik, who's now doing um, NHL Network duty. Um, but the great breakdown of how important TJ Oshie has been to the Capitals power play and letting Ovechkin always be open, right? They mastered that bump play early on. Like it's taken teams a long time to figure out how effective the bump play is where you put that, that extra right-handed shot up in the top of the slot. And then it just gives Ovi so much time on the left-hand side and it's, it, he's capitalized on it and got out. I'll tell you, no pun intended. We, we, no pun intended <laughs> capital lies um the yeah it's it, i i want to see Ovi get to gretzky like I, I think that would be an amazing statistic right we've we've lived our lives thinking nobody's gonna touch gretzky any of his offensive stats if yeah. he gets that holy shit how do you think canadians feel about ovechkin i haven't really Oh, I've been paying attention. They they want it. They think Canadians it's great. Want a Russian to beat Gretzky's record? I don't think anybody cares that he's Russian, for the most no, part. I, I mean, obviously, I, you've got your vocal minority of Putin. Putin. He's a Putin well, supporter. I was gonna say, but, even though he's a Putin supporter, <laughs> yeah. I Which, from what I've seen, everyone is rooting for him. Everyone. Oh no, I, I, me too. That's why I'm asking. Right, I, I just. In, the, the whole thing with Dominic Hasek, right? I, I get it. I get the politics of it. But to say you have to ban all Russian players from the NHL at this point, like that's wrong time to bring that up, Dom. You, you've got you've got the guy who could possibly break Gretzky's you record. Imagine? Right. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, that, oh. that would be the worst <laughs> fucking decision in the history of sports. Yikes. Wait a minute, so you're telling me a guy named Dom is wrong? What? That Never happens right. in the NHL. No. 
Uh, okay, so rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Uh, we got one item here to talk about, and then we're going to shut her down. Um, what other option do we have? Earl, none. Uh, I should have that tidbit before our last segment. After that, we're going to shut her down. Uh, Kale McCarr declined a power play, or, well, talked the referee out of giving the Avalanche a power play, uh, allegedly. Um, Late in the first period in a scoreless game versus the Islanders in Colorado with an Islander uh, chasing McCarr, um, McCarr blew a tire and fell in his own zone. Uh, There was a stick on his shoulder, on his arm, but it it had nothing to do with him going down. Uh, Official's arm goes up, and there's a tripping call. McCarr immediately goes over to the official and starts waving off with his hand, saying, no, no, no. And allegedly says something to the effect of, that's not a penalty, I just lost my edge. The replay did indeed show McCarr was not tripped, and that was a bad call. The official then goes to the mic and announces that there is no penalty on the play. What do you guys think about this? And what, would you like it if, say, Tarasenko were to say, no, 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 I don't want to, we don't want a power play here. That was not a penalty. It is such, it's <laughs> such a weird position, right? Like, because as as a as a hockey player, as a hockey fan, I applaud him, and I'm like, that is amazing. Good for you, you know. That's good sportsmanship. That's fantastic. But man, as a teammate, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, well, dude, you gotta take that. <laughs> You have to take the power play. Here's the thing with that, too, is that this was in the first period, late in the first period, less than a minute to go in the first. Uh, No score. The the game ended up going to overtime scoreless and went to a shootout scoreless, obviously. So, I mean, that one power play could have won on the game in regulation. Now, Colorado wins this game, you know, in the shootout, so it doesn't really matter to them. They got the two points, unless you're counting regulation and overtime wins versus a shootout win. And if yeah. it matters for playoff standings, right? Oh, so that's you, one less. Can you um, win for them. imagine? Yeah, if they miss if it comes the down playoffs that? because of a regulation or overtime win. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, and that I and that's the. But the the argument that I've seen that people actually like uh, that actually makes sense to me as a you know because I made the teammate comment is uh, basically there is a very good chance that that the NHL officiating looks at this after the game uh, player safety and says, he dove, he dove, he dove. So we, we got to give him a fine. And yes, it's only a fine 250 or was it uh, $2,500 uh, maximum allowable under the CBA. Um, Stay the line, Bart. But- Stay the line. Maximum allowable under the CBA. Maximum allowable. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but you know, maximum—it's the maximum uh, they could do. But and people might say, "Well, McCarr's not a dirty player, so it's not a big deal." But it does still put him on the books as a repeat offender if something does happen. So they they I actually get—I mean, but well, no, I'm no, no, no. What I'm saying is, after the game, is player safety could look at that and say he dove, so we're going to find him. You don't have to have a diving penalty for that to be called. So I, I, don't I think actually they would call it as a dive, though. I mean, I'm just by he, looking at it. I don't think they would. Not this play. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. The, Nobody the stick, knows. Well, I mean, the stick was up on his shoulder. I mean, it's not up on his arm. Even but I'm hook. just saying, I that's I the one uh, okay. argument I've seen uh, that kind of makes sense to me. But 
I mean, overall, I I respect him so for he, it. I actually gained some respect for him saying, "Hey, no, 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 I that don't, was me." That I don't. Me. I don't think. I don't think he cares about twenty five hundred dollars or being on the books at all. Uh, I, I I don't think that matters to him whatsoever. Um, because he's In not that moment, kind of player, especially. You don't think he? Yeah, cares about right. That? Exactly. I mean, you can't. Okay. You're not thinking that quick. I, especially, that's a good point. But uh, when I first saw it, I thought. That speaking of diving, I thought that he thought that that when he saw the arm go up, that he was getting called for diving, because in his mind he knew that there was no penalty there, but mm-hmm. he went down. So I bet you he, I, I was thinking that maybe he thought no 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 I didn't dive, you know what I mean? I so I thought he was saying I didn't dive, and maybe, but I don't know what I don't know why they came to the mic and said there's no penalty on the play if they were calling him for. They they weren't calling him for diving. Did I don't remember. Did they blow the whistle when it happened, or did they wait until the Islanders touched the puck? I don't remember. I know that McCarr got up right away and started waving to the official, and the play seemed to be over pretty quickly. I can't remember yeah. when it when it was though. Good point. Good question. Maybe, but yeah. But either way, um, I uh, yeah. As a teammate, I, I would have hated this. As a fan, I would have hated this. Um. You, don't I, see you know what? As a fan, as a Blues fan, you mentioned if Tarasenko did this. As a Blues fan, I, it. I, I know it. it sounds crazy, but I would actually be like, oh, man, that's actually really awesome of him to do mm-hmm. that. And I have no problem with it. You know what? But you again, know why? The where you know I why? come in as a teammate, that would no. be like, to uh, me, we could have used that power play there, Kale. Not to <laughs> me, a teammate's fan, it's the same. It's apples oranges. No, I don't think so. I think both fans, sometimes fans seem to want to win more than the players. But anyway, okay, so with that aside, with that aside, um, the, um, no, I lost my train of thought. God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. So, why don't you think, why don't you think about it and let Bill, let's let yeah. Bill comment here. Cause we yeah, talked. I was, I was just going to say, <laughs> I think there is zero chance in hell. He does that. If it's Colorado versus St. Louis, right? It's a mm. divisional game. And you're going up uh, against a historically bad penalty kill, you're gonna be like, sure, yep, I tripped, I I was tripped, I was hauled down. Okay, so I I I remember what I was gonna say. So bad calls for both teams happen. You're the other team is not gonna do you a solid by by saying no no no, no that that was that wasn't a penalty. We don't want the power play. Not gonna happen. So I, and I think I think if you and, and over time they kind of tend to even out, so you kind of just roll with it. I don't think I don't think uh, uh, you know turning away a power play is the right move because it's going to go the other way too. You know, I mean, you're going to get a power play. Uh, you're going to get a, the other team's going to get a power play against you. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it, 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 bad calls happen, and it's just accepted and. Over time, they kind of even out in the long run. So I think I think uh, declining any power play that you might get is just I don't see how that's a it helps your team at all. I don't know. Um, that's it. That's all I got, boys. You know the comments here. What if a goalie? Oh, Ken Morris. Let's put it up there. Haven't read it yet. Let's see what he has to say. Ken Morris. Uh, what if a goalie said on a goal that the puck crossed the goal line and got past him? And the referee um, see it. I just gotta. I'm just gonna say, Ken. I know it's a what if question, but that will never happen, right, Bill? 
goals will goalies it's, will always say, "Oh no, it Jeff, was in my pads. again." And again, Jeff does not understand hypothetical questions. Oh, he refuses no, to answer them. No, no, we are not. It's a hypothetical. There. It's not a. So it is. That's a hypothetical. If three plus three is six, but the answer can't be six. Uh, what do you think the answer is? That's what you were asking me last week. No, that is not what I was asking you. Yes, no, it not. was. So, no, no, it's not. That's not. So, Bill, no. answer the question. You changed so, the question. So, what if a goalie? Like, would, would a goalie ever do that, Bill? No. Say, right? say, <laughs> say it's Ovi giving you know the the chance for Ovi to overtake Gretzky. I think there's a lot of pressure there, one Ooh. way or another. And, right. That's you know, a tough one. That, that well, that's that's the ethical right, conundrum I the, want to think about, right? The goalie doesn't want to be the goalie that gives that goal up, though, right? You think, like Steve Traxel? It's the same uh, with Steve. That's what I was gonna say. Steve yeah, Traxel. Remember, the home the pitcher that gave up Mark McGuire's uh, sixtieth mm-hmm. or 61, 61. 62. 62. 62. Sorry, Jesus, sixty-two. Right. I yeah. was I was in Johnny Max perching a pair of coho. Rollerblades. The second that Mark McGuire hit his sixty-second home run off of Steve Traxel, his shortest. I home mean, run of the season. You <laughs> literally just dated yourself twice in one sentence. Yes, Johnny I, Max I I and co-host case. Yes. Now Johnny Max has been around. They this was the, one of business. Was, it wasn't that long ago, right? But but this was before Johnny Max had a Fairview Heights location. This was Johnny Max Crestwood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You totally just dated yourself because that's the original. Lindsey Middlebrook, <laughs> general manager. Okay. Yes. Oh my God, Bill, stop it! You're getting older and older by the comments. I was so made. excited. I was so excited when Johnny Max opened, and uh, it was technically Swansea. I think when it was it's technically Swansea. Swansea? Yeah. yeah. That was great. It wasn't that far from my house. I'm like, oh, sweet. Right, and and it wasn't that far from Oak Hill or no, U.S. Yeah. Ice before it broke in half. U.S. Ice, some way to play or wherever we're playing. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and that was exciting. And uh, and they closed a few years before COVID, probably something like that. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Max went out of business. I think five or six years ago. Yeah, seven years ago. It's been a while. Bummer. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Merry Christmas, fellas. Yeah. Uh, I know we were we were originally supposed to get together tonight and do a show live together, uh, but Bill had to go and get COVID like an asshole. I know. Uh, so that didn't happen. Um, but I'm hoping um, the Blues don't play next Wednesday, right? I'm hoping we can make that happen because I got some pretty awesome things to give you guys. They do yeah. not so. play next Wednesday. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm hoping not to get COVID again between now and then. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, yeah that today. Well, last night was was my the the first day based on the. I don't know if you guys know the CDC has a calculator for when can you safely return to public life. Yes. Um, yes. I, and last night was my night. And so okay. it, it would have, it could have worked today, except that work and this impending storm got in the way. So Yeah. yeah. I was going to say the biggest problem I think is the impending storm. We we've got, for those who don't know, uh, Ken Morris, maybe you're not aware. The entire Midwest is supposed to get plummeted the next two days with some snow, crazy cold. Even some yeah. of the Middle so, East. 
Yeah. The yeah, I hear it's going to go through. I think it's going to go through Columbus as well. Yeah. So. Even the mid north. Even yeah, the mid north. That still that still makes me laugh. <laughs> the mid east. The mid east. <laughs> um, but no, uh, gentlemen. Um, I know I have some awesome Christmas Eve and Christmas plans. Um, ha- Merry Christmas to obviously both of you guys, but Austin, Ken. Uh, I want to call some listeners out here by names: Meeker, Chris Bray. Um, you guys that comment during the show, we, we love, uh, having fun with you guys. It's always a bl- Matt Harris, another one. Um, so, you know, Merry Christmas, Brian Roberts, guys. Happy holidays. Really? Brian Roberts, who got banned earlier. Yeah. Ryan Roberts, who got banned. Yes. Stop, stop um, porn spamming us, Brian. But yeah. Damn it, Brian. I, I guess it must've worked out well with, with, uh, with Matt and the girlfriend tonight. Cause he didn't comment a whole lot. During yeah. 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 Good for you, buddy. So he, he's having a night out with the boys. With boys. <laughs> Not with the boys, with boys. With, with or boys. maybe the boys. Maybe he's a, maybe he's a, uh, it's a group thing. I don't know. Hot. That is what the youth likes to do now, right? They're going on group dates. The youths, yeah. The youths, yeah. They like the group dates. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll be back for the show next week, and uh, we'll be together. And I'll give you guys the awesome presents that I got you guys. Looking forward to that. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how awesome these presents are. You're gonna like them. I I don't like to hype up gift giving because I always <laughs> feel like I'm I'm leaving people like to expect way more than what they're getting. Uh, but I'm hundred percent honest here. These gifts I got you guys, they're the best. They're, they're the best. <laughs> For I someone who wait. doesn't hype up gifts too much, you're certainly yeah. doing a lot of I'm that. telling you, I'm telling <laughs> you, they're great. I love I them. cannot wait to open my Mike Lee replica mask. I am so Ooh, looking forward sweet. to it. Bill, if I could afford to get you that, I would totally get you that. But I'm telling you right uh, now, that's not what it is. Ah, damn it. He made one on a paper mache. Uh, hey, yes. that's that's better than I could do. Ken Morris said the uh, the storm that we're going to experience is actually supposed to hit to, uh, Ontario as well. It is. It is. It is. Uh, yeah. Well, we are kind of. I mean, the United States and Canada are our brothers. You know, Canada is the United States's hat, so we're right there. Mm-hmm. I knew that was coming. <laughs> yep. Uh, Austin Lynch says, happy holidays, everyone. Ponder, I can't wait to beat you in 23 soon. Uh, yeah, I will be getting 23 on Christmas Day. So by the 26th, I will be fully prepped to kick your ass, Austin. So I look forward to it. Why don't you guys live stream this? Twitch That's it. That's not a bad idea. Twitch it. Actually. Austin, can you? you, you I, I haven't figured out. And maybe since I'm on Christmas break, I can figure that out. Yeah, I'm too old to figure out <laughs> how to stream my shit to Twitch. So if you can do it, that would be awesome. Thanks, I'd love to stream our shit. A- a- anything? What? Anything outside of? <laughs> no, Bill. No. <laughs> Twitch and TikTok are a little out of your uh, our league. I'm mm, I'm on TikTok, but I'm too afraid to post anything. <laughs> I have an account on TikTok, and that's about yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I want, yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> I've got an idea for, like, a series to to post, like, videos to post. But I'm like, every time I think, like, oh, I could do that now, I'm like, I'm afraid. <laughs> like, I don't want to post on TikTok. Ken Morris says uh, Canada is the 51st state unofficially. 
I'm not sure if uh, Canada wants to be a state. <laughs> no. Right. No, it is. It is. Texas America's doesn't even want to be a national state. Park. No. Yeah, right. You can take Texas's place. Texas just, you yeah. know. Texas wants to leave us, which I don't but, blame them. Well, I. Oh, I, I don't blame I, them because of their beliefs is what I'm saying. Well, you're not surprised. The right. I, I think. If they, if, I don't think they know what they're asking for. The people they're asking for that. They're, it's like, it's like the the southern half of Illinois that wants to separate and become its own state to because of Chicago. They don't understand that there will be. Where is Southern Illinois going to get its money from? <laughs> There's yep. nothing to generate money in Southern Illinois. Chicago supports the entire state. So. Yep. Uh, all right. Is Bill frozen? No, no, oh, yeah, well, you're just, we're just, just like listen, reading. We're just, I, like, I, was, we're I was intently, I was intently reading some, okay. some Twitter stuff. All right. Uh, I'll wrap up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Back at you, Jeff. Merry Christmas. Uh, have a good one. Uh, safe one, everyone. Um, stay safe in the so- storm. I hope everyone has their milk and bread. It's uh, Scott I went to... Connell tweeted tonight. It's it's not a French toast storm. It's, <laughs> and I saw somebody else said it's more of a liquor storm. store storm so okay oh yeah. I, I, I think like it's just the cold storms. you know what's funny about it is it is it's not the snow amount it's not gonna get a lot of snow but one to five last i heard but it's just the cold and the cold right. is like like one and a half days two days right right Tops. the coldest be it's been in 30 years yeah it's gonna be cold and i'm hoping that it stays cold enough and stays under 32 so we can do some Wait. pond hockey oh hell yes how it's yeah. not though because next week it's gonna be 50 degrees yeah how uh mm-hmm. how cold is it supposed to get Zero. It's supposed to be. It's Friday. To be, it's supposed to be like before zero. rain chill. It is supposed to hit negative two Saturday morning. Okay. Yeah, and I think, it I think Saturday. It wasn't that long ago. To... Negative two Fahrenheit. It wasn't that long ago yeah. that we had negative eight, negative nine overnight. This was this yeah. was probably what 12, 11, 12 years ago, something like that. My the only issue that I ever have. No, no, no. As weird as this sounds. Is that my garage door freezes? Mm. So like I can't get it to open or close except if I do it manually. Manually, so I gotta like pull on the emergency level. <laughs> Man- I can't talk. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, manually pull on the emergency lever that hangs from the top and open and close it. Like that's that's the only issue I have when it freezes that bad. Mm. Yeah, this. I mean, this is our first year in the house, so that would really suck for me since I spent the half hour leading up to the show just, like, throwing shit to the other side of the garage so we could get one car into the garage <laughs> before this hits. If I can't open that door tomorrow, man, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> I'm supposed yep. to go pick up my nephew at the airport, and I'm definitely not taking the car that's sitting in the driveway all day. Tell Jake I said, hey... If he gets in, I will. Okay. I will. All right. He's still playing volleyball anywhere? Uh, he was trying to, um, but I don't know. He, he works quite a bit nowadays. So. Okay. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com. 
and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Bergoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 13 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues Radio. We still do have baloney in our slacks. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Damker Price, until next time, everyone, let's go, Blues. Ranamani, totally insaney. Let's go, Bluesy. Follow that, Bill. <laughs> Let's go, Blues. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus Friday, hmm. if you celebrate. Nice. Yes. Happy well, holidays, everybody. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.